Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're holding the super straight debate and we are starting right now with the opening statement from the representative from the super straight position, Tom Jump, with his 10-minute opening statement. Tom, the floor is all yours. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks Jangles and James as always for hosting these. Um, so the first thing I wanted to say is that the biggest confusion is that super straight is not about making fun of trans people. It has nothing to do with trans people. It's about the SJW feminist ideology of uh, making up a gender identity or creating a gender identity and a pronouns and then having some kind of special status because you have these in the feminist community. The point of the super straight label is to essentially just do the same thing. Here are my genuine sexual preferences and then I'm going to take those and put them into a gender pronoun or a label and then essentially hope that the feminist community is going to give me equally as much respect as all the other ones, the LGBTQIA plus stuff and just be another one of those um, special classes that the feminism has deemed to be a thing. And it's a joke because obviously we know how hypocritical the feminist community is and they're never going to give a, a cisgen white male the same status as any of the other LGBTQ plus et cetera labels. And so that's why it's been made into kind of a joke because we're parroting not the trans community but the feminist SJW label uh, methodology. Because if you can create a label for your sexuality or your sexual preferences, and that gives you some special status that makes you above reproach and that we have to respect your values, then everyone else should be able to do the same thing. And the fact that when we do that, that the feminist community does not respect certain groups, it shows the hypocrisy in their viewpoint and that really they're only respecting the ones that they deem worthy. Uh, and so they're really the ones who are the more racist, bigoted ones, because they're uh, treating certain races and certain sexualities as inferior or not as deserving of respect. Now, I fully think that the trans community, the LGBT community, every community of individuals should be treated with respect, like your individual values of what you see as important in a relationship should be respected and you shouldn't be labeled with any like the F word or a slut or uh, shallow or uh, incel. I think all of those are immoral and same thing with transphobe. So labeling someone a transphobe because they don't sexually desire to date someone of the trans variety is, is just as bad as labeling someone an F word for being uh, gay or a slut for being polyamorous. Uh, Every single person has their own needs and values that they need validated to feel uh, value out of a relationship, and they should all be respected, including straight people. And the point of the super straight label is, again, has nothing to do with trans people. It's not about demonizing the trans community. It's about demonizing the methodology and the worldview of the SJW feminist community and showing how hypocritical they are by using their own method to create a label and then show that they're not gonna respect your label, even though they claim that you're supposed to respect everyone else's label. So it's essentially just like the flying spaghetti monster where you take the exact same evidence and methodology that 
uh, a worldview uses to create a parody that's exactly supported in every way because it's using the same methodology and show that the people who support that worldview will not treat them equally. There's a double standard there. And that's really the point of the super straight label. And you can see this in every one of the, like, the Twitter account that's the super straight Twitter account. All of the posts are just parodying the exact same things, taking the feminist SJW um, quotes and pictures and all of the things that they use in their methodology to support why you should respect uh, the LGBTQ community and just taking those exact same things and just saying them about the super straight community. That's all they're doing. They're just taking the exact same methodology and saying, just like you respect this group, you should also respect us too. That's it. So this, again, has nothing to do with criticizing trans people. It's all about criticizing the SJW methodology and their hypocrisy. Um, but yeah, again, so I support the valuing and treating everyone with respect, whatever your needs are in a relationship. Uh, and the super straight label is not about that. It's not about saying that trans people are bad. That's a huge confusion that I want to clear up. It's not about that. And if you just check all of the videos on super straight by the more uh, non anti SJW community, Sargon, uh, Blair White, all of the pig blacks, pigeon speaks, all of those people, none of them say anything about criticizing trans people. They're all specifically just saying, this is hilarious because it's using the same SJW methodology of creating a identity, a gender identity, and then showing the hypocrisy because no one in the feminist community respects it, even though they claim you're supposed to respect these gender identities. Um, so that I think sums up most of my conclusion. There's a few more things like, obviously it's not transphobic to not want to date a trans person, just like it's not, uh, misandrist for me not to want to date men who identify as men. And it's not misogynist to not want to date women who identify as women. Uh, and it's not uh, straight phobic if you're gay and it's not gay phobic if you're straight. There is no phobia there. It's the whole point of this is just to take your values and put them into a gender identity, just like all of the other identities are doing and then demand respect for your values and what you need in a relationship without being criticized with some demeaning derogatory label like transphobic especially because that label in today's society can get you fired or banned from social media in many cases. Uh, and it's wrong. It's, it's wrong to label someone in a derogatory way because of their preferences. It's wrong to label someone an F word or a slut or shallow or an incel or anything that will hurt their identity or their individual values, which should be respected. Everyone's values should be respected, both the trans community and the super straight straight community. And I'll conclude there. Thank you very much, Tom Jump. We will kick it over to Jangles for his opening statement as well, which would be, he has as long as 10 minutes and it won't be over that. And also wanna let you know though, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We wanna let you know you are more than welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And so thanks for being with us and Jangles, the floor is all yours. All right, everyone. So I'd like to start with a hypothetical video. So let's set the scene. So I'm in my car for some reason. Uh, I'm a little bit sunburnt today, so maybe that'll add to the to flavor of it. Okay, so here we go. Yo, so I've been getting called uh, anti-religious and stuff because you know I think believing in God is dumb. I don't I don't like being told to take someone's delusions seriously. It's not a real thing to me. So I've decided to create my own religion, 
Um, like there's a flying spaghetti monster out there that created the universe and tells me that other gods are false and that I'm going to drown in tomato sauce for eternity if I respect anyone else's religion. So like you can't call me anti-Christian or Islamophobic or whatever because that's like that's my religion and you got to respect it. Now, if you want to talk about the actual issue there, the justification of religious principles without evidence, the legal protections, the barrier for legitimate respective beliefs, I'm all for it. In fact, I actually appreciate the real-life utilization of Pastafarianism when it's done in good faith. But to sit there and legitimately pretend that Pastafarianism is a real religion of genuine belief in the flying spaghetti monster is not only insulting, considering that the stated intention of its creation directly contradicts taking it seriously, but it also directly obfuscates the real underlying issues that might be potentially interesting to discuss. And unlike direct belief in the supernatural, I have dozens of peer-reviewed scientific sources supporting both the legitimacy of trans identities and the efficacy of affirmative treatments, just in case they need to be brought up today. But I don't, I don't believe they will. I hope not. Uh, as such, I have two potential approaches to this debate. The first is addressing and refuting the super straight meme itself, and the second is the far more interesting and productive topic of sexuality and identity. Let's start with the former to get out of the way, keeping in mind that my ultimate goal is not to change the topic at hand, but to get rid of the superficial obfuscation covering something more substantive and possibly productive. So any reasonable interpretation of the origins of the super straight movement would recognize that it is purely a transphobic weaponization of the perceived woke values of tolerance and the diversification of sexualities. It's the, well then, I identify it as an attack helicopter in its 875th iteration. As best as I can tell, it could be traced back to a TikTok video by Kyle Royce in which he says that he's tired of being called transphobic for not dating trans women and saying, quote, so, you know, like they're, uh, they're like, would you date a trans woman? I'm like, no. Why? That's a female. Uh, like, no, that's not a real woman to me. Like, I want a real woman. And so he invented a new sexuality called super straight. He says, again, quote, now I'm super straight. I only date the opposite gender women that are born women. So you can't say I'm transphobic now because that's just my sexuality. So a very tough, very smart boy made a meme to deflect criticism. We know that's why he did it, because in an interview with Insider, uh, in an interview with Insider, he said so. I created it because I was sick of being labeled with very negative terms for having a preference, something I can't control, and getting labeled by the community that preaches acceptance and that sort of stuff. And because in addition to being very tough and very smart, he's also very honest because he followed up with, it's not transphobic and it was never meant to be, as if we weren't criticizing him for that little part where he says trans women aren't real women and not because he didn't want to do any dirty business with the, with the trans people. All right, from there, it found its way to Fortran and a new movement with the world's ugliest flag had been born. But we're not going to give 4chan the credit here. The tactic is old and tired, and it's been for a long time. Literally, the first thing that comes to a bigot's mind when called out for their bigotry is something along the lines of, well, if you were truly tolerant, you wouldn't be attacking me for my ideas, which rapidly involves into claiming victimhood and oppression in an attempt to co-op the language and empathy used to protect vulnerable groups in order to better shit on them. I'm rightfully being dismissive of this movement because it was never meant to be taken legitimately on its face. It's a troll, and taking trolling seriously is just about the biggest mistake you can make in dealing with them. But let's do it anyway. Three reasons why super straight is not a legitimate sexual orientation, using the self-described heterosexual Kyle Royce as an example. One, if you believe, like Kyle does, that trans women are not women, and for this reason you are not attracted to them, then you remain a man only attracted to women. We already have a sexual orientation that describes that. And so super straight just means straight. You've added nothing. 
Two, if you believe that trans women are a type of woman that you personally are not attracted to, then what you have is a type, a maybe even a kink, not a sexual orientation. Having a sexual orientation doesn't mean that you must declare sexual interest in every single person sharing the distinguishing characteristic you deem a prerequisite for attraction. That's why it's called an orientation. I myself am not typically attracted to really skinny guys, but to turn around and say that I've invented a new sexuality called big gay would be laughable. Turn, uh, types, even fetishes, do not constitute a sexual orientation. And three, the last reason why you shouldn't take it seriously as a sexual orientation is because they tell you it isn't. Do you want to pretend that we didn't hear the reasoning for its creation? Like, <laughs> the original uh, video is available, re-uploaded on YouTube, stating explicitly that it exists to be a flimsy defense against accusations of transphobia. Every super straight account, without exception, exists solely to shit on trans people, or at the very least, their perception of trans ideology, including one that mocked suicide. That's disgusting. Uh, it was never about celebrating the love that you have, as would be the case if you were an actual movement trying to actually parody if you, uh, uh, legitimate sexualities. Uh, if that were the case, you'd question the lack of actual couples featured, the lack of actual super straight traits, super traits, uh, that meaningfully distinguish it from heterosexuality, and you'd question the enormous focus on attacking the political and social aims of a group that were explicitly described as, as, as having nothing to do with the movement by liars. Super straight was born out of the internet tradition of inventing a hypothetical person to get mad about and then laughing at the rubes who burn the straw in effigy. It is Kyle Royce pretending that the internet called him transphobic for not sucking a trans woman's We'll save that. I don't want to demonetize you. Uh, instead of him saying verbatim, uh, nah, that's not a real woman to me. Like, I want a real woman. In the discussion section of this debate, if we can, well, it, we can, if we must, debate whether or not people be legitimately believe in the flying spaghetti monster, pretending that the origins of it are not publicly available and that everyone involved in Pastafarianism didn't spend the vast majority of their time attacking the religious institutions they were satirizing. Or we can look past this imaginary straw man concocted in the mind of some victimhood-seeking transphobes and get everyone up to speed on the actual conversation that has been going on in left-leaning progressive spaces for years now, which is finding the line between uh, where preference shifts into bigotry. That's far more interesting to me, and I hope that's where the discussion leads. Thank you very much. We will jump into the open dialogue portion for tonight's debate. Also, want to let you know, folks, if you love juicy, controversial debates like this, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We have plenty more coming up, and so hit that notification bell as well so you don't miss any of them live. And with that, oh, want to remind you our guests are linked in the description, and that includes if you're listening via podcast, you can also access their links via the podcast episode description box. So with that, gentlemen, thanks so much, and the floor is all yours. So it seems like he clearly said it's not transphobic. Like when he said real women, he meant biological. It was just habit that he said real. So, I mean, do you would you reject that when he said real, he meant biological women? I mean, that's kind of uh, – what is – and when someone says that trans women are not real women, that's what they mean. Like that, that, that is the transphobic attack. You're not real because you don't have the chromosomes or whatever. Like that's a point. All right. So there's a really bad habit of like uh, lumping all like bigotry or transphobia into like one binary, which is ironic. Like, no, you don't have to be like trans people are degenerate and disgusting and ought to be like uh, violently assaulted. You don't have to be get to that level before you're considered transphobic. But I don't know. man. saying that like, for example, if someone came up to me and said that my marriage is not a real marriage because a real marriage is between a man and a woman, would you consider that homophobic? 
sure, when it's applied to somebody else, but that's not what I asked. So what I asked was, when he said they're not real women, what he meant was they're not biological women, and he wants to date a biological woman, right? Yeah, and he can certainly do that, but we're not going to pretend that he didn't. So that's not transphobic. So so he, the fact that he used words that you interpret to be transphobic doesn't make them transphobic, because he's not, he's not saying they're not like real people. He's just saying they're not biological women. And the fact that he used the word real, you interpret that to be an insult when it wasn't meant as that at all. I don't believe that for a second. And the don't reason is because I'm, because all the super straight movements latched on to that. Don't, don't believe what? Could you clarify? I don't believe for a second that he didn't mean that as a transphobic attack. Again, transphobia doesn't have to be this enormous, like a battering down of something. But if that were the case, why were are all the super straight accounts on Twitter and anywhere else that I can find, why were all of them latching on? And why is all of their content specifically shitting on either trans people or trans ideology? Well, none of really them are. None of them are shitting on trans people or ideology at all. Except they're all of them on, that I have. Wait, 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 don't interrupt. So what they're saying is, is they're criticizing the, uh, I creating a gender identity. Like if you just go to the super straight Twitter account, none of them are saying trans people are bad. What they're saying is, is we can use these exact same methodologies to create a gender identity just like you do. And obviously, someone who doesn't take gender ideology seriously isn't going to honestly believe they are this gender identity. The point is an internal critique of the feminist worldview. So they don't need to take it seriously for the point to be a real point. It's like, a, it's a genetic fallacy to say, oh, it was created as a meme, therefore we don't have to take it seriously. Like, no, memes and jokes do convey serious real points. That was like the entire point of Monty Python. Like they make serious points with jokes. You, no, definitely. You and that's why in my opening statement, I said, yeah, when pastafarianism is used effectively, like memes, satire can be enormously effective, but we can't, we have to- uh, What's the difference cannot... between the pastafarian and this one? Yeah, the pastafarian and this one, because no one in pastafarianism would legitimately say, no, this is a real ideology. And if you don't like it, uh, like no one- Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so I agree with you on that part, but- Or how about, wait, wait, how wait, about wait, this? Wait, 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 just one, uh, so, but are there real people- the other difference. Oh, yeah, I just want to go one at a time. So, but are there people who genuinely don't want to date non-biological women? Is that a genuine feeling that many people have? Certainly, yeah. So, so they're not lying here. They're saying, this is what I genuinely feel. And you are labeling me some derogatory term because of what I genuinely feel. Okay. And so I'm going to try to get the same level of respect that you give that group by doing the same thing they did and getting a gender identity of my own. See, this is where I, uh, I put in that you're making up something. Like you're making up an ideology and pretending to parody that ideology. Like no one in the, like the, I am self-described SJW. No one's saying that you can just make up something and it must be respected. You actually have to provide like a little bit of uh, clarification of what it means. Like that is a discussion that's been had, that's been had. It's been had in the SJW and progressive spaces. I keep saying SJW, the woke spaces. That's been a conversation that's been going on for the longest amount of time. I'm not following what you're saying. Um, so it's, it is more than just if you create an identity for yourself, you have to actually tell people what it means. And yeah, you shouldn't uh, crap on someone if they legitimately believe in that identity, but that's the key word. There is legitimate belief. If, it's, so, so if it's painfully obvious, hold on. One sec, just, just to hear the rest from Jingles. Yeah, just so if it's very obvious that the belief in your identity is not genuine, and this is the case here, the the belief is genuine. They're not. This is not a real sexual orientation. Wait, uh, it's and it's it was created that way was. from. You, you just said that there are people who genuinely don't want to date trans people. That is, how is that not a real sexual? Because orientation? Su because you, you can you're still straight. You could just ha not be attracted to a certain type. We have gained nothing by saying you're super straight here. You're just straight. Right. So so what you're saying is is that. Uh, they've created some terminology. They have this new terminology and you already have a word in your terminology and your language to describe that. And you don't want to adopt their terminology. I mean, does that sound familiar to you? 
No, it doesn't. You're making up a version of the of the woke SJWs that just doesn't exist in any sort of good faith way. What? And plus, I'm not gonna I don't want to sit here and defend like random people that you find on Twitter. If you would like to hear someone who self-describes as woke and SJW, tell me what I think about this issue. I'll certainly will, but should try to vaguely gesture at hypocrisy that you think is on my side. I'm not going to do that. It's not going to be productive. Well, it's not specifically about you. I mean, the, the straight super straight label wasn't created because of you it was created because of the hypocrisy in the larger woke community not just you do you think that a significant portion of the super straights are not legitimate transphobes yes okay why are transphobes attracted uh, attracted to this ideology because they're also it benefits their worldview just like it does the anti-sjw worldview now there's a lot of, a lot of overlap there yes so there's lots of overlap between lots of ideologies that's a hasty generalization fallacy you can't say well ah nazis like this therefore anybody who likes this must be a nazi that's literally a fallacy we know that no it's work. not like saying that uh, nazis like water therefore and hey you like water too i guess you share some common traits with nazis this How's is not different? a hasty generalization because we're talking about core ide- uh, ideological beliefs is like a lot of the people who are in this uh, super straight movement don't think trans people are real people or uh, uh, don't treat don't think trans people are the gender that they say they are this is in our it's the minority. It's, it's objectively the minority. Anybody, uh, in anybody, uh, if you would like, search Super Straight, find accounts on Twitter. If you think, if you, yeah, I did, I did. I watched the videos on it, like Sargon Blair White, who is trans. Many of the trans people who say, "Yes, you think trans that, people are people." Do you think that Sargon of Akkad is not a transphobe? No, I don't think he's a transphobe. Okay, well, then we just have very, very diff- uh, different definitions of transphobia. Like I talked. How do you about define transphobia? Someone who does not think trans people are legitimate or uh, correct in their self-described in the how they present themselves and their identity. Sargon wouldn't disagree with that. He wouldn't say they're not legitimate people. I don't know of anyone who'd say they're not real people. I had a discussion with Sargon about trans issues, and I can say for certain, like, yeah, he is a transphobe. Uh, Your your opinion on it doesn't make a difference. Like, he's never said they're not real people. It's not a thing. Okay, I didn't say he weren't. They weren't real people. Wait, Wait, come back back to. to, Okay, go. Go ahead. Just get us back on track. Thanks, guys. All right, stop. Yeah, stop pivoting back to like they're not real people. I don't know where that's come from. The, the transphobia, the transphobia is someone who says that a trans woman is not a real woman. That is, that's the transphobia. And that's like the baseline for transphobia. Of course, well, that definitely can't be transphobia. That. So that, that definitely cannot be transphobia because it's only transphobia by your definition of what real means. Like you are interpreting the word real to be non or to be a positive non-derogatory thing. If they just mean real as in biological, they're factually correct. There's nothing transphobic about that. They just mean something different by real than you do. Like they're not saying we should take their rights away. We just, we just don't see them as Is that the bar that we have to set? Like in order to be transphobic, you actually have to t- uh, want to take someone's rights away? It seems like an unreasonable standard. If you treat them as less than other human beings, yes. Okay. Like that's not legally, than... but take their rights away as in a general sense of if you treat them as you less know, than other human beings. Yeah, I don't buy that defense at all because I heard it a lot growing up like against my identity. Like people said, hey, I don't want to take any of your rights away as a gay person. You have all the same rights as straight people do. You can get married to a woman as well. I don't want you thrown in prison for, for a while. I just want to make sure that, you know, uh, you're not a protected class. Other people aren't protected classes. Why do you get to have a special treatment? That's what I heard over and over and over again. It's the same tired excuse that every single social movement has had to endure and fight against the arguments do not change i don't know how people keep uh keep falling because it's true like there's nothing wrong with that argument like i i don't have any problem with trans people i have many trans friends on my youtube channel i they i would give them jobs i would give them positions of power i'm fine with a trans person being president the fact that whether or not i want to date one is not transphobic at all there's nothing about that that's transphobic how about this let's say that you have uh let's say that you have me okay and i say repeatedly uh i don't want you know, I would never date a black woman. Like I'm saying this as me. I would never date a black woman. 
Do you think that that's racist? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Like maybe you have a phobia. Yeah, from yeah some right. Like, it may not have anything like, to do with racism. Right. So, so, it's, so it's just, fine. We have to know a little bit more about where that is coming right. from in order to make that distinction. You can't just do the blanket thing that you're doing where you're saying, like, uh, just because they don't want to date trans people doesn't mean they're transphobic. That might not be the whole story. And it very often is right. not. Right. I, I totally agree with you there. So, so that statement on its own, the not wanting to date trans women, is in itself not at all transphobic. There could be other things that are transphobic. You could be transphobic and therefore not want to date. Of course. But the statement on itself, I don't want to date trans women, the super straight identity itself is not transphobic on its own. You need something else. You need some other transphobic thing to make it transphobic. Yeah, and that's where you just go into, yeah, that's where you go to literally any super straight account and scroll down for about 20 seconds or so. That's where you did that. I I didn't find any like anti-transphobic things. I found them saying that, oh, we're just, you're going to use the exact same labels that the LGBT community does and mimic them. Um, you are, like, super straights are deserving and meaningful and do you, funny, know what gender, you matter. Cool. Do you know what uh, gender critical is? I don't uh, know how familiar uh, it with, uh, like, trans, like the trans discussion that you are. Like, you know gender critical, critical theory? Gender, gender critical no, theory in academia? No, gender critical as, like, a movement, mostly online. No. Nope. How about this? Do you know what a turf is? Uh, something, some, a feminist that doesn't like trans women or something? Pretty close. Trans exclusionary radical feminist. You got the idea, though. So when you scroll on any of these uh, super straight accounts, you see retweets of the exact same thing uh, that all the TERFs and gender critical people do. You see retweets of the LGB Alliance, which is an objectively transphobic organization. They say they're fighting for my rights, but it's really weird how fighting for my rights looks a lot like pooping on trans people. And they okay, use the same. That's they guilt by association. You didn't actually provide one second. I do want to hear just just I appreciate your gusto, Tom, but just hear that the end of that sentence from uh, at, jingles and we'll come right back to you hasty generalization this guilt by association no if you are agreeing with the core ideology the core principle if you retweet a nazi that is not in and of itself a um you know evidence that you are a nazi it always depends on what the nazi says if the nazi is saying something that very clearly identifies them a nazi and you retweet that and say this is based yeah that is not guilt by association that is oh you agree with what the nazi said again about something that makes him a nazi i don't uh, what's a, yeah, but you haven't provided line? any transphobic examples. You've just said, oh, they've retreated Nazis. Like you've provided zero transphobic examples here. So so show me something. Superphobes that- when they are told to stop grooming children. So anybody who opposes uh, the superphobes, or rather anybody who opposes super straight, which is mostly like trans people uh, and trans activists, uh, they must be uh, grooming children, which is a very common, which has always been a common uh, att- line of attack against any LGBT group. And Right now it's being used against trans people. It was used against gay people. And it's going to be used against gay people again if uh, we lose. If we so, start so again, here. you haven't provided anything here. You've said, oh, look, there's some you bad think people. Can, you, well, there's oh some bad God, people. Some bad How many, people, so yes. Is your standard there are that bad I would people. have to... Is there a standard here that you want me to go through all of these accounts and list everything that I find transphobic in them? Was that how no, you? I want like you to go to the big ones. I want you to go to like Sargon, Blair White. Just go to their videos. Show me where they've said anything against trans people because everything they've said is we don't like the SJW ideology and they're just copying it. And it's okay. I don't like the gay lifestyle. I don't care about gay people. I don't like the gay lifestyle. Like I, I'm just that's all it is. Uh, I'm against trans ideology. It has nothing that's to do with lifestyle. This is this is about my life, not yours. Okay, right? how you said nothing about your life. Okay, what is what is this imaginary like trans person who is like pounding on your door and saying if you don't sleep with them, um, then that means you're transphobic and you'll be fired from your job for being transphobic. That's happened all the time. Like you can find clips of it in every one of those people's videos okay. I've listed. Oh, so oh, no, you're you a transphobe. You cisgen white male. How dare you say that? Mm. No, you haven't provided any examples, so I'm not going to believe you. Okay, that's fair. I mean. So there's abundant evidence. If you don't want to believe me, that's fine. Okay, and there's abundant evidence for the super straight movement. Okay, so cool. All right, do you, let's. I'm not. 
we can keep talking about the super straight movement if you like. There's, but there's a deeper conversation to be had here about like sex identity, uh, what, where the line between preference morphs into bigotry. If you like, are you fine shifting more towards that? Sure. Because, all right, cool. So this has been going on. Uh, this is the conversation. Anytime I go into a left leaning stream, a cozy space, a safe space, if you will, with my fellow SJWs, and you know. Y'all like to hang out and it's never been brought up. It's never been brought up as a serious position that just if you have a genital preference, for example, um, like if you just don't like a, a dangly bit or uh, or an inserty bit, if, if that's just not your thing, then no, you don't have to date anybody with that. That's that would be completely unreasonable. Uh, like your person, like what you do in your personal life and who you choose to like personally be romantic with or sexual with um, all that stuff is like very, very personalized and might have nothing to do with your internal bigotry. However, that's a, a limp justification. If someone says, you know what, I usually I find that I'm not really super attracted to black women. I don't know why. That's way different than, you know what, I'm not attracted to black women because they all look like gorillas to me. Like, that's way different. These are not the same sentiment being expressed, and it, there's a lot of uh, uh, false equivocation between them. If you say you, you don't want to date trans people, we need more, okay? If you say you don't want to date trans people because that's not a real woman to me, that is that is transphobic, not because you won't date them, but because the reason you're not dating them is something a little bit deeper that uh, like from the core of your being that is expressing a form of bigotry. Uh, definitely not. So, again, saying you want to date a biological woman and if you mean real by biological, then that's perfectly fine. Like if you want to have kids, you need to date a biological woman if you're a man. That's per Yeah. All, again, that's perfectly fine if you want to have kids. So, so if I want to date a real woman because she can have kids, there's nothing bigoted about that. No, there's nothing bigoted about that, but to have a blanket, like, all right, would you date a, uh, a cis woman? All right. Would you date a cis woman if she couldn't have kids? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Cause I kind of want kids. Okay, cool. I, hey, I want kids too. Adoption is a thing. If you didn't know that. Um, like actual biological kids. I want my kids. Oh, okay. So wait, are those not really my kids? Yeah. Like I want my genes, my gene kids. Okay. Do you think that you would be more of a father because those kids are biologically yours? No, it just makes me feel better. Than me? Okay, be, feel better. Cool. If you were to tell me that, okay, I have kids I, and we adopted because obviously no matter how hard we try, me and my husband cannot have children. Do you think if you were to come and tell me like, hey, like, uh, I'm glad that you have kids and stuff, but you know, these are my real kids. No, no, by real, I mean biological. Like, so obviously. It's only, but again, so it's purely subjective. I'm saying I would feel better. Like, it would make me feel more proud of myself to have kids that are my biological kids. It has nothing to do with you. So what you yeah, choose but hold to do on. what makes but do you, you think, feel uh, yeah, validated do, is completely irrelevant to but, my but worldview. You, but do you think a reasonable outside observer could observe that uh, interaction? Like you saying like, Hey, it's cool that you have kids. Like I have kids, but you know, like I, I wanted real kids though. Like these are my real kids. Like, those no, are again, that's kids. a false analogy. So again, oh, no, that's actually a very good analogy because you've defined real as biological. James, you, you make, you stop me every fucking time. If he's going to interrupt me, you got to stop him too. So uh, every, if I say I want real kids and what I mean is kids that are my genes, no, there's nothing that's racist or bigoted about that. And no, anyone who interpreted that would be completely wrong to interpret that as bigoted because literally it should be pretty clear what I mean is I want kids with my genes. Has nothing to do with you. This says nothing about your life, your ideology, what you value. This is all about mine. It's my value. That's the whole point. The super straight thing is about my values or the values of the people who adopt it. Not about you, not about trans people. It's about us. So why do you keep bringing this back to you? So the world well, is not centered around you. 
No, I'm bringing up hypotheticals in that scenario. That's why it's a false I, And I also don't, don't appreciate being lied to. This has nothing to do with trans people when the entire sexuality is Yeah, it has nothing to solely. do with trans people. It has nothing to do with the exact per, uh, group that is purposely and deliberately being excluded. Yeah, it has, it has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with trans people. It's pretty obvious. Like, everyone who says super straight, like, they're just being honest. Like, I don't want to date trans people. Okay, okay. The when reason, you say stop interrupting. So the reason they're adopting this is a criticism of the LGBT ideology, the adopting gender identities. It has nothing to do with trans people. It'll apply equally as well to any of the other gender identities too. This is not about trans people. This is about the ideology of adopting gender identities and that giving you some special privilege or special rights to be respected over other cisgen white males. It's not about trans people. All right, we're going to come back to that in a second. Like what? Hold on. As so I am, I have a couple of those. All right, I'm a, I'm a cis male. I'm gay though. That gives, apparently gives me some points. What points do I have over you? Since you're straight, I'm gay. What points do I have over you? Uh, you wouldn't get, be insulted by being called a cisgen white male. You'd be called a white male instead. Okay, cool. You wouldn't be, well, actually, you would be insulted by being called gay. That's actually a very common insult, but your no, sexuality. I mean, like you, so if someone was trying to insult you, they would call you a white male. If someone was going to insult me, they'd call me a cisgen white male. Okay, what if they just called me the F slur? Would that also be an insult? Do you think sure. that might have, okay, do you think those two things are equivalent? Uh, if both can get you fired, yes. But yours can't get you fired. It's illegal to fire right. you for calling you an F word. It's not illegal to fire people for calling someone a transphobe, which has happened. Yeah. And do you think that when people are fired for being a transphobe, do you think that it's because they refuse to date a trans person or they expressed mild discontent? Like, hey, you know what? I don't think I would. Yeah. Like one. they posted on or, Twitter that uh, you, you can't change truth? your biological sex. That's that's all they posted and they get fired. Yeah. That happens. Well, you can't change it. Well, one, yeah, you can. Of course you can. Uh, like, you, can't, you can't change every well, you can't, xy yeah. chromosome in your cell in no your of course you can't can't change uh, chromosomes you can't change gametes of course not but you know those are practically useless when we're determining someone's biological so, so sex. yeah you can't you can't change someone's biological sex sure you can you can take, change all the secondary sex characteristics and you can change all the you're not talking about the secondary sex change character of course those are literally part of the just the cellular composition of the xy chromosomes that, that's all we're saying you can't change those you know the phenotype all like like body tissue is also made up of cells and you're changing the cellular makeup of somebody like by in, in introduce like different fat depositions and different muscle masses. Yeah, and, you still can't change their biological sex. Okay, uh, you can. We'll we can so, come so back to that if we'd like. If what we um, mean by that is you can't change the XY chromosome, we're right. You can't okay, change the XY chromosome. All right, let's. Okay, no, we can't change the XY chromosomes, and then we're no right. One, then that, that's what we mean by it. Cool, that's useless. Like what chromosomes? Doesn't matter are, if it's useless. Wait, the use it actually kind of matters, like by definition, if it's useless. All right. No, no, the point here is that you can post a tweet. You can't change your biological sex. And by, by what they mean by that is you can't change the XY chromosome. So they're factually correct if that's what they mean. And then they get fired. Like whether or not it's true makes no difference here. The fact that they can be fired for being labeled a transphobe for stating a fact is a problem. Like that makes it worse than being called an F word because you can get fired for someone else calling you it. Okay. Like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting no, too fine. much. You're, Are you done? Yeah. All right. So let's say that we had Twitter back in the 1950s, which wouldn't that have been crazy? And then it's a, uh, a white person said that you can't change your biological race. That's a fact. Sure. If you're cool. saying do you think, echo do you think, and genes, that would also be a fact. Yes. Cool. And if we were talking very specifically, this is very obviously in the conversation of whether or not black people should be allowed into white schools or white areas. Do you think that maybe it's not just stating the biological fact, it was the intention of stating the biological fact toward a different uh, purpose? Unless you're psychic and you can read their mind, then no, you don't get to no, project your psychological interpretations of what you think they're doing, no. Oh, okay. So I don't understand like what this conversation is about. You don't know what the, uh, the the feminist ideology is. You're not inside their minds. You're not inside the mind of any feminist. Well, right. I'm not likewise, claiming to be. You said, and likewise, we're not, you know, I'm 
can possibly inside, be inside the mind of someone who is a, a transphobe. And so I guess, you know, there's no, uh, it's almost like uh, that language is a two-way street. So yeah, uh, conversations, language is a two-way street. And what you say sure. is only half the story. If someone reasonably interprets what you say as a thing, that is just as legitimate. Intent matters Absolutely a not. Bit, you, you don't, there's no such thing as reasonably interprets. Like of course. you can't, if, if they literally say it, yeah, you can like, black people are bad, fire them, sure. But okay. saying that you can't change your, your race, your genetic race, that's not inherently racist. You can't try to interpret some kind of intentionality there. Just like with the super straight movement, you can't interpret them to all be secretly transphobic when there is a huge plausible justification to say that the reason this is valid is a criticism of the feminist movement in general and not about trans people. There are okay. trans people who support this movement. It's of not course. about criticizing trans people. Yeah, there were Jews who were in the Nazi regime. Like, what? I hate that. I, I'm sorry. I hate that. That's liberal identity politics. I hate that stuff. You can have bad, bigoted opinions. In fact, I did a whole uh, like video on like the research justification on why certain marginalized groups are actually more likely to uh, compete against their own self-interest because like of like a large body of research that says that just because Blair White says something isn't transphobic doesn't mean that the broader community wouldn't see it as well. She is not the representative of trans people. She is often a scapegoat, not a scapegoat, but she's often a like someone who is you know, lifted up. She's the Candace Owen. She is the, uh, she's the Brandon Straka. She is the Milo Yiannopoulos who was gay for the longest time. And it turns out that was, he was using that to be like, I'm, I'm the gay right winger. See, you can, you can hate gay people because so, I'm gay. You think anyway, she's transphobe even though she's, she's trans? Absolutely. Yep. Just like uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, as much as we love him, we can, he, he's trans. Say, no, well, he's racist. Even oh, though he's oh, black. Oh, I got it now. I was like, wait a minute. So, so well, I, I don't, we think don't want to assume, right? So, but we can, we can pick whatever, pundit you want you think all of those like you think sargon's transphobic you probably think all of those people are transphobic when really they're super left-wing on pretty much everything and yep. are pro-gay marriage and are pro-trans rights but they disagree on some things therefore you label them as transphobic I and mean, that's a problem like saying that you don't want to date someone isn't transphobic and you can't then project onto all of these people that they are somehow transphobic because they disagree with you on a political policy like obviously there there should clearly be a, a rational uh, interpretation of the super straight movement that has nothing to do with transphobia. Like, is it, can you conceive of that, that this super straight is used not as a transphobic thing, but could also independently be used as a way to criticize the feminist movement and not be transphobic? Is that a possibility? Oh, no, of course not. Not this specific movement. We're not talking about an abstraction here. Could you what? make a movement that was about that? Maybe. But when, you, when, and this, I have to get back to this. I don't know how to interpret the super straight movement has nothing to do with trans people. I don't know how to interpret what is, what is objectively a false statement. So um, if we go back, like this guy, Kyle Royce in the video that introduced it, it's largely credited with introducing the whole super straight movement. He said, I'm sick of being called transphobic. I only want to date real women. And so I'm creating super straight. So you're saying that the stated reason for creating this movement, and it's a grandiose word, the stated reason for it has nothing to do with it. That is nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you've literally just said it. He said, the reason I created this is because I don't want to be called transphobic. And then he stated his gender preference, which is not the reason he created it. The reason he created it is because he doesn't want to be called transphobic. And calling someone again, as I addressed in the beginning, a real woman, if by real you mean biological, you're correct. The problem here is that you are interpreting his statement to be derogatory 
when he didn't? Like, do, do you think he has some kind of subversive, subconscious intention of using the word real that means something other than biological? I don't know. Like, do you think that you are in his head and you absolutely know that, no, he actually super loves trans people and he thinks that they're, you know, they deserve all the rights and stuff. Well, uh, as you said in his other interviews, he's like, this is not about transphobia. This yeah. is specifically about, I don't want to be called transphobic because here are my gender preferences. Oh, well, he said he's not transphobic. I guess that means it's true. <laughs> like, you know, you know how like bigots really love to admit that they're bigoted and how that's a really common thing. Oh, so so you can read his mind now? Is that it? you're just gonna psychically interpret what he's saying and no, the obvious not, interpretation of real here just mean the biological, which is no, what because, most people uh, mean by it? Super charitable. And let's say that by real he meant biological. So you said you're not are you super familiar with like trans discussions at all? I think I've asked you this before, but I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh no. Do you okay? Would you take me at my word when I say that a very, very common transphobic attack labeled, uh, you know, targeted against trans people? It says you will never be a real woman. You will sure, never absolutely. Be a real woman. I totally agree. Definitely. Okay. So why? So is that? Wait. Do you agree that that? Yes, that's be transphobic? that's definitely transphobic. That's like saying uh, you will never be a real person for sure. No, it's not. You're, you'll never be a real person. It's specifically related to the gender identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Yes, that would be that would be transphobic. Why do you keep going back to like, you'll never be a real person? Like, unless you're saying like you're less than human, like you're not actually a full human, that it can't be counted as bigotry. Like, it's, I understand. A, it's a parallel to try and compare. Like, I understand what you are saying. Yes, that is transphobic. Okay, so, so why? Another one that would be obvious. Okay, but why, so why is that not? Uh, so we agree that saying someone who has a gender identity, who has grown up with a lot of like transphobic materials, who say that, that no, if, you, if you're not this, you're not a woman, but who's uh, someone whose identity is very much you know, um, tied up in being a woman. And we have a society and a lot of like people who are still pushing against it saying like, no, this is what makes a woman. It's chromosomes, it's genitals, that's it. If you ain't got those, you're not a real woman. Do you think how that could be perceived reasonably yes. by a trans person as transphobic? Yes, and can it also be perceived as not being, as just a habit by real, you mean biological, just because those words make sense in your head and it has nothing to do with transphobia? Is that also a reasonable interpretation? Cool. I, I mean, it may be if it, if there wasn't it, if it wasn't like tied up in all of the other like objectively you know things that we can see. Wait, what, what, do you mean, what do you mean? If it so, wasn't tied up in all of those super straight accounts, which you don't think that they're transphobic, I think they're very obviously on their face transphobic. So this was before any of the super straight accounts. They're saying we're talking about the guy who invented it. When he said, I don't want to date a real woman, is it a reasonable, logical interpretation to interpret what he said as just meaning biological with no ulterior motive or extra connotations there he just meant that but said it carelessly is that a reasonable interpretation of what he said if we were being very good faith yes why do we need to be very good faith why wouldn't that be the reasonable interpretation to anyone for pretty much most people who say this that's probably what they're going to mean since it's what most of their history has been well you hinted movement well you've hinted at it you said most people so it's not we yeah. cannot take this statement in a vacuum we have to put it in a broader societal context and in this context this person is, is online they're on tiktok they're very aware of trans issues they've made up they've made up a scenario in which like uh, their friends were calling them transphobic uh like <laughs> uh because they, he said he wouldn't date a trans woman so this that's the conversation we're putting it in he's not this old boomer who's just learning these new terms he grew up with it he's on the internet he's it's reasonable to us uh, to ascertain that he's probably familiar with these terms and he knows that saying that a, a trans woman is not a real woman has a transphobic connotation to it this is not this probably this not is, no so why why do you assume I that disagree. why do you this assume the, that that 
the fact that he could, if he really took the time to think about it and really think, oh, if someone said, you'll never be a real woman, clearly that would be transphobic. Why do you think that that knowledge is somehow ingrained into his use of language and he didn't just think real as in biological because it's an empirical fact and empirical facts are usually attributed to be real when psychological facts are usually attributed to be imaginary. Like most human beings who know science realize empirical equal real, psychological imaginary. And so when they use the term real, they're usually talking about some kind of empirical fact like DNA, cell structure, XY chromosomes. So why is that not the most reasonable interpretation? When someone says real, they mean some kind of empirical fact. Because that's not how we interact with it. When psychological doesn't mean imaginary. Like, uh, like psychological, that is, that is part of your, your genetics. That is part of biology is your brain. And the way we perceive the world is the through... Well, I know that wasn't the point, but the per, uh, point is like, if you have atomized it down to like, if you don't have X, X chromosomes and if you don't have a vagina, I'm not point. going to be, uh, actually it is. Uh, so the point here is that when he says is real, if someone is, was hundred percent passing and he found out that they were trans, that is the identifying factor that he has deemed. Nope, this is not acceptable. What if you're attracted to somebody and then you find out a fact about them, even though like you were initially attracted and that fact says, no, I'm no longer attracted to you. Like if they were a white supremacist. Yeah, they, they were white. Well, oh, excellent example. Do, do you think it could be reasonable if someone found out that someone was a white supremacist and didn't no longer wanted to date them sure. because they were not attracted, sure. that they have something against white supremacists? Do you think sure. that's a reasonable? Cool. Yes. All right. So by that same logic, if someone found out that someone was trans after initial attraction, if they found out they were trans and they no longer wanted to date, then it might be a reasonable assumption to say that they have something against trans people. No. Same reason, like if what you are attracted to, what makes you feel good, you have no control over in your brain. Saying it's racist or transphobic because you don't feel the same kind of emotional pull to one person of a certain identity or value or who has enough money. There's infinitely many ways you could be attracted to or not attracted to. Each individual has their own set of values. But I do want to bring this back to what my point was here, which was that when he said real woman, it's pretty like the most reasonable interpretation is by real him, it's empirical. By empirical, he meant some kind of genetic staying in the cell rather than psychological. And then I, obviously, I understand psychology is also determined by the brain. I'm, I'm a determinist also. But when people think psychological states like gender identity, they thinking imaginary. That's like the number one criticism in every anti-SJW community. This stuff is all made up. So I mean, understanding that if you're not of the, uh, the woke community and you're in the anti-SJW community, if you're thinking real, you're thinking empirical. And if you're thinking imaginary, you're thinking psychological. That's a really common thing here. So to interpret his statement as being deliberately transphobic or something like that is clearly not the more reasonable interpretation here. Okay, well, uh, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that. Uh, by the way, I, that used not, may have used to been the case, but now all the, the wokey lefties, now we have the stats and the empirical data, and now you can't trust empirical data anymore for some reason what? from all the, like, the anti-woke crowd. I have no anyway, idea what you're talking about. all right, so let's move on to talking about like sex and sexuality. So something that I think is enormously like weird uh, to repeatedly come up against is that like sexuality, gender identity, sexual orientation, that this stuff was invented by woke people, that it was invented by trans or, or gay people, uh, like that, that, that the concept of a sexual orientation or a sexual identity was invented wholesale to like make up these new identities. And when that's really not the case. Yes, of course, like if you didn't really have a word for heterosexual until homosexual was coined because you need some sort of differentiator in the same way that like if we have the word trans, we need something as a differentiator. It could be non-trans or we could have a word like cis or not word, but, you know, a prefix like cis. It means cisgender. Gender identity and sexuality are just as important for people who are cis. It's just as important as people uh, for people who are straight. And I don't like this like um, 
if you are trans, that is your entire personality. I don't like it if, uh, if someone says, oh, you're just a member of the alphabet crew. That must be your entire personality. And if no you get to that. make up a bunch of stuff, um, yeah, they do. Um, oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, I did not say that in this debate. Oh, I know, I know. I did not mean to imply you did. But a lot of the things you were saying, like, so what is, the, so this also might be interesting. What is your, like, criticism of, like, the woke ideology or the SJW ideology regarding uh, gender identities and sexualities? Or what do you uh, think they're criticizing? What do I think? Who's criticizing? What do you think the super straight movement is criticizing? The fact that they're being called transphobic because of their preferences of what makes them feel validated in a relationship. Okay. No, they're not. That's literally what all of them are talking about. Like all of the people on YouTube are talking about it. Like all of the big memes on the super straight Twitter account are talking about it. That's, that's what they're talking about. Okay. Well, I don't. All right. If you, if you think the Sargon of Akkad and Black Pigeon Speaks are credible sources, again, we're just going well, to have to. It doesn't matter if credible sources. That's what they are literally saying. That is the words that are coming out of their mouth in the videos. Do you I mean, think they th- represent a huge portion of the community because that's why they have so many followers. They're, these are the people that the anti SJW community are look up to and agree with and get information from. So they represent a large portion of the people making these arguments. So it is fair to say that they do represent the, the, the that group for sure. Okay. So in my, so I've called Kyle Royce transphobic. I've said that almost all the, every single one without exception uh, of the like super straight accounts, I think that they're transphobic. And yet I've also said that no, not wanting to date a trans person because you have certain genital preferences or you want to have children that is not transphobic. So what are these imaginary attacks that they're making up? It's the internet, like, again, it's the internet's, um, the internet tradition of making up a hypothetical person and then getting really mad about them. You're not being called, Kyle Royce isn't being called transphobic because he won't date a trans woman. It's because he said that, you know, trans women are not real women. And I know you have a different interpretation than that, but you also cannot deny that that is a reasonable, uh, like a reasonable trans person, a reasonable trans advocate who has heard that a million times over as a transphobic attack might take issue with the phrasing of that. You can say it's poor phrasing or not, but those words in that order and that context can be reasonably interpreted as transphobic. And that's what's being attacked. At the very least, can you please agree that that is the oh, yeah. part that I call you, transphobic? Yeah, definitely. The, I agreed before that if someone says, like, you will never be a real woman as an attack against another human being, yes, that is definitely transphobic or not giving someone a job or whatever. There's definitely things that are transphobic. But given the context, like, obviously, people are not perfect at speaking and not perfectly considerate about what they say. And most people aren't eloquent and educated like we are. So the fact that this guy used the word real and it should be more rational to interpret what he said as being, oh, he's a human being who just made a simple connection between real equals empirical. And even if he's completely deluded and doesn't know anything about uh, gender or sex or how the empirical sciences work, he thinks like Sargon does, because he also doesn't know all that much about this field, that, oh, gender is some empirical thing in the cell. And so when I mean real, I mean the empirical thing. I mean, why do you think that isn't the more reasonable interpretation? Like, what? how does it- Do you it, think that this person has access to genetic testing? Uh, I mean, like the- thing Do you think that, that, Kyle, that Kyle Royce has some sort of access to genetically test uh, someone that he is in contact with? No. No. Okay. So in a real woman, in the genetic sense, it is not reasonable since he will never have access to that data. And we've defined real woman as a biological woman as determined by chromosomes and or gametes um, that if he's defining someone as a real woman based on something he will never see or never have access to testing. I don't think that's the reasonable interpretation. What? I'm not following at all your statement here. So like the fact that he can know it or not doesn't make a difference. Like if you could be dating a white supremacist and you'd never know it. And even like the idea of it would make you feel sick. So he's like, you could say before ever knowing it, I don't want to date a white supremacist. Even if you never knew it, like why does the knowledge here make a difference? 
because the knowledge here, this analogy, I love, like, this is the analogy that I would bring up to support my point. If you were dating someone with initial attraction, like, you are attracted to them, and then you found out something about them that made you go, whoa, no, it's we can reasonably interpret that, oh, you got something against them. Just like if you were dating a trans woman, and and you found out that they were trans, uh, and you pulled, like, an Ace Ventura, and went, By the way, that's called the trans panic defense, and it's still legal in a lot of states, which is really disgusting. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. So I don't hate trans people, all right? I just want to protect women's spaces, all right? So when we're talking about trans rights, that's kind of the things we're talking about. That's the obfuscation that I find really, really dishonest. If you, like, it's... I don't hate trans people. I want them to have all the rights that they that they could possibly have. But I I want to protect women's spaces, which means keeps trans people out. I want to protect women's sports, which means keeps trans people out. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, like like crisis and, and rape abuse centers, uh, like su- those support centers, I want to make sure they are completely free of males, which means keeping trans women out. Uh, do you see how like this this benefit of I don't hate trans people, I just want to protect this thing, has been used as an obfuscation for legitimate bigotry for as long as bigots have existed. Yeah, but like you actually admitted earlier, you can't just say because someone adopts those policies, therefore they are transphobic because they can be legitimately uh, justified for other reasons like rationality rules. I don't think he's transphobic at all. And the fact that you want to exclude many biological men from sports, like you mentioned, or men from restrooms, that's a perfectly rational position to hold. Uh, without being transphobic. like th- That does not entail that you are transphobic. And so to label everyone who holds that ideology as transphobic would be a hasty generalization. So okay, because so there you- is a reasonable interpretation of it that is not transphobic, you can't label that thing itself as, oh, they're a transphobe because you hold this position. Okay, so let's let's go back to this again. Do you think saying that trans women aren't real women, we've agreed that that can be, that could be. Yes, if you're attacking another be. human being saying you will never be a real woman or that group will never be a real woman, yes. That okay, well, we're, okay, when we're, we're talking about like the legal implications of trans rights, those are also real people. And so like what you just said, like, uh, no, it's reasonable not to want men coming into women's bathrooms. I also agree with that. I don't want men going into women's bathrooms, but. I don't know what we were talking about that led you to think that because I was talking about trans women. I was talking about women entering women's bathrooms. Like, so you can see how like uh, not, the language so, so that you the adopted. The point is, is that it is reasonable for someone to want a not want biological men to enter women's bathrooms because biological men are uh, disproportionately stronger than biological women. And so it presents a threat. That's perfectly reasonable. There's nothing transphobic about that. Where is, I'm not following your argument. Because it's not backed by any sort of empirical data, it's based on fear. It's based. It's based on the assumption that trans uh, that trans women are men. They're just men in a dress. They're just males pretending to be women. They're not real women. And Do so they that's have more where, testosterone? Do they have more muscle mass? Yes or no? It depends on whether or not they've undergone HRT. So, so if they haven't which it's expensive anyway, is it? Do they have more muscle mass and more testosterone? Most likely. So it's based on facts. Yeah, they have more muscle mass and more testosterone, but you know what else is facts? Empirical data showing that there has never been any sort of issue with states that adopt uh, some sort of trans-inclusive bathroom policy. Right, right. Empirical I totally data agree on- with you there. That's fine. But so there's a reason to adopt this, which is not transphobic. It's literally, there is a fact of the matter that they are physically stronger. So I mean, yes, and with the women, facts that- women are afraid of men in many cases, even though most men very rarely harm other women and mostly harm other men. Okay, but when you the facts feel of the, that fear, that's not like mistaken. Yeah, but when the facts of the data, when the empirical data comes out, and it's on my side that we should let trans people go into the bathrooms that they identify with, because the empirical data supports my position. 
then what do you are you left with when the facts are not on your side anymore? Do you continue to hold them in face of evidence or because it might be reasonable to have that assumption? Or do you say, well, no, the data doesn't support it. And we ha and as empiricists, as people who value that empiricism that apparently uh, precludes Kyle Royce from being transphobic, now what do you do? What so like we know the facts that most women aren't going to be assaulted in the streets, but women are still afraid. Like the fact most women argue that, or there's have been extremist feminists who argue that there's a curfew for men because ah oh, men assault women in the streets even though it's an extreme minority. Does the fact that the stats go against them make them misandrists? No, not necessarily. Although it certainly could. Uh, they certainly could, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, could, for sure. But I wouldn't label them just because of that, that they are misandrist. I'd say they're taking their feelings and their interpretation of the data that they believe is true and then making a judgment off of that. Now, obviously, if you present them with the contrary facts and they're like, oh, that's true, then right, they should change their position. But that's it's hard to change people's position on facts. Confirmation bodies makes that very, very difficult. So I'm not going to judge them as being racist or bigoted or transphobic or misandrist or misogynistic. I'm saying they have feelings, they have the facts that they support those feelings. So until we can actually show them that's not the case, that's a reasonable position to hold. Like even if it's not true, that's the best position they have to believe at the time. So it's a conversation in philosophy we have all the time. Like if you're a kid and your parents tell you Santa Claus exists, it's reasonable to believe Santa Claus exists because Santa Claus does exist. <laughs> you got me on that one. Defeated. But yeah, so if Jesus. the best source of information you have indicates something that's false, you're still reasonable to believe it. Um, so I, I would never call someone transphobic or misandrist or misogynistic for making these generalizations off these very supported facts of reality. Okay, very supportive facts, but no, you framed it as if they believe in something, if, if they're mistaken about what the facts actually are, then we can, you know, people are ignorant, no one knows everything, that's reasonable. But, but the facts, like if we're talking about reality and empiricism, the facts support letting trans people into those spaces. Right, there's so, another, so just there's another point that I really wanted to bring up here. So okay. again, so, so with that, um, when we're talking about sex and sexuality and whether or not it's okay to like uh, preclude a certain group, of course, that is the case. Absolutely. But do you think that a reasonable interpretation of, I don't think, uh, so if I found out that I was dating a trans woman, I would never do that because that would make me feel gay. And, you know, I don't want to feel gay like that. And my identity would feel attacked. Do you think it's reasonable to say that I view that trans woman as a man? Uh, yes. Okay, so do you think that viewing trans women as men and trans men as women, do you think that that is transphobic? No. I see. I, that's to me that that is the the baseline. This is where transphobia starts. Could you explain that more? Sure. So in gender identity, so we have gender identity and we have like biological sex and all that fun stuff. More important for most people in most scenarios is gender identity because we can't see biological sex as it is normally defined by biologists. It depends on which definition of biological sex you go with. So we go based on presentation and we also go, if you're ever unsure, we also, we go based on someone's like self-identification. What do they, what do they tell you that they are? And so for someone to say like, Hey, I'm a woman, um, because, you know, uh, my name is woman's name and I am a woman. And for you to say like, no, you're not. I think I know better than you. You're a man. To me, that is, that is the, like the baseline. Right. So, so that part I, would, I agree with saying, no, you're not. That would definitely be wrong. But I can say, I define a man as a biological man. And I define a woman as a biological woman. So I can say your gender identity is a woman and that's fine. But by real, I mean, just the biological state, just by my definition, that's how I use the word. So if you use the words differently, that's perfectly fine. It's not transphobic to say that you use the words differently. Like if I'm rejecting your definition and saying, no, your definition is wrong, then obviously that could be uh, bigoted in some way. 
But if I'm just saying, I define it this way, and by my definition, you're not a real woman because I define it biologically, that's not transphobic. That's just saying, this is the way I use the word. Okay. Um, again, so it, it almost, it almost sounds like, and you can, let me, uh, you can clarify if I get this wrong a little bit. It almost sounds like you can have the beliefs, but as long as you don't vocalize them towards another person, then you can't be considered transphobic. Uh, well, we can't read other people's minds. So if someone isn't deliberately doing something transphobic, it's wrong to ever call them transphobic. Um, but like, I can just have the belief that because I define a man as a biological man, because I'm super hard empiricist, all I care about is empirical science kind of a stuff. And I just define it by those empirical standards. This has nothing to do with transphobia. It's just, I care about the shape of the X and Y chromosomes because it's science and I don't okay, well, care about psychology. I also, I also love me some empirical data. I love me some science. I use a ton of sources. And if you'd ever liked a conversation about why you're incorrect about your assumption of what constitutes a real biological sex and its usefulness and practicality in society, I'd love to have it. But onto the topic of like, well, but I agree. I agree. We can't like actually measure X and Y chromosomes. So it's not very useful in society to, sure. to, know, to know that information. But Mike, that's was different, a different point. I wasn't making that point. Okay, but it almost sounds like you can't call someone transphobic unless you can physically get in your head, which we've both agreed that for at least now, at least for now, until our cyberpunk utopia comes, we can never see what's in someone. Uh, someone's no, no, head. Like, you gave several examples we could absolutely call transphobic. If someone said uh, trans women will never be real women, that could be considered transphobic for sure. One yeah, that all, can't be considered transphobic is saying I don't want to date a trans person. That can't be considered transphobic. Could, on well, its own. One, neither one of them were getting into someone's uh, head. We're using inductive reasoning. We're using like tone, past comments, the greater context of the conversation. So what if someone said exactly the thing that you said was, no, this is not transphobic. I, no, I don't think I'd date a trans woman uh, ever. What if we put that into the context of the broader conversation of what they likely were exposed to? What if they, we look at their like past uh, history and past comments to get a better idea of what they normally say and what they normally think? Could we then post hoc rationalize, not post hoc rationalize, but could we then gather data uh, that would then put that in a more transphobic light so for example yeah, like if they said transphobic things in the past that were clearly transphobic and then they said less obviously transphobic things you could infer a subconscious or a sub uh some other kind of context they're trying to pursue but if they haven't done that before and they're just talking like normal humans then you couldn't do that and so unless he's actually explicitly said some transphobic things in the past you couldn't infer that his specific motivation was transphobic in that case you could just say he used the word real to mean empirical biological like most people do okay do you think where do you fall on is is sexuality more socially constructed or is it more uh like genetically determined uh depends on what you mean by sexuality if you're talking gender socially constructed if you're talking biological sex biological and sexuality like what you're attracted to um I need to, uh, well, it was kind of a false question. I, uh, I realized that as I was saying it, like genetics and so here's, I can just tell you my belief. And you yeah, can tell me nature, nurture. Right. It's, it's both. It's both. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so yeah, my belief for just for the people in the audience, like, um, is something purely genetic or is it environmental? That's like asking if the length or the width is more important for determining the area of a rectangle. Well, so, so just to clarify, like height is purely genetic for the most part, except like it's physical interactions with your body. Like food can affect height, but it's mostly not socially constructed. Well, not, no, no, oh, but when I say nature, I just mean environment. That doesn't, oh, that, gotcha. that's a broader category of, yeah. Including like, all think, the food and your nutrition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that all that stuff is like environment. Um, so 
so I think sexuality is mostly the same way. There are like certain parts that are geared more uh, geared towards a certain way. And then like as they manifest itself in cur current society, both with environmental factors, but mostly with societal factors and social factors and social influences, that those same genetics are going to manifest themselves in a different way. Do you think, especially as going forward, considering that more and more young people are starting to adopt some sort of, uh, uh, I'm using queer in a reclaimed sense here, adopt some sort of like queer identities. Do you think that this is a sign that maybe a lot of initial like discussed uh, towards Trans, uh, trans people now and gay people in the past. Uh, do you think a lot of that is socially influenced? Yes, to view... absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Absolutely, it's the case. Like anything that's, if aliens came to Earth, people wouldn't want to be. Many people would not want to be in relationship with aliens because they're just new. It's not something that's been. But you speak for yourself. What? I thought you speak for yourself. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm on record saying if there was a sorry, I would totally be all over every sorry that came. Around. But Turian. Also, also a good choice. Like, yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, so if there's something new that isn't like familiar in your mind, simply because of the way the brain works, novelty is a scary thing for humans. And so many people are going to not want to be in a relationship with that thing purely because it's novel and you need to build those neuroplastic connections to make it more familiar for sure. But that doesn't make them racist or speciesist just because they haven't had the neuroplasticity time over a social constraint to build that. Actually, this, yeah, that's actually, I 100% agree with that. Oftentimes, bigotry might not be coming from an intentional place of malice, and I think that's a huge, all right, if, if you want me to criticize my side, the woke side, the SJW side, I do think too many times, despite the fact that we lefties, like, we love talking about systems, we know that systems are enormously important, that everybody is a product of the environment that they grew up in, we tend to diagnose people as morally wrong based on just a few superficial characteristics, and that's really not fair, considering that we so, are supposed to, like, know a lot about systems. So, so I don't I think that you can absolutely be bigoted without being intentionally malicious. I don't think you have to be a bad person or even want harm to uh, to come to the people that you are being bigoted against in order for you to be bigoted. So just like what you were saying, it doesn't really matter what your intentions are because we can never get inside your head. So if that's the standard we're setting, then what's inside your head, what inside your intent might not even matter at all. It's how it, is it perceived? What effects does it have in broader society? And if one of the effects in broader society is that trans women are not real women, therefore they do not deserve the same rights as women, this is going to negatively impact the trans community uh, going forward. And we've already seen that with a lot of new legislation popping up to like deny trans kids the access to health care to needlessly like uh ban trans people from sport despite a lot of flimsy evidence uh or very little and very flimsy evidence to support that as well so do you see how like it doesn't have to be from your heart of hate uh, in order to have an effect it's it could be the, uh like you said this is just how he grew up and i completely would buy that but what i don't buy is like because he didn't mean it to be transphobic then it doesn't have transphobic effects well, if he didn't mean it to be transphobic, I'd say he wasn't transphobic. So I'd say that the intentionality there, the mens rea is absolutely important. So I'd say, obviously, the effects can be bad, like you can uh, do something to harm trans people without realizing it, like do some stupid policy like Biden or something and cause lots of transphobic effects. So the, the policy would be transphobic, even if Biden's intentionality wasn't. So there's a difference between the effects and the intentionality of the individual. And I'd say that just seeing differences, and some you prefer and some you don't, would not qualify as bigoted. So saying you want to be in a relationship with one person rather than another, I don't want to be in a relationship with James or men who identify as men. I'm not misandrist. It doesn't work that way. Um, even though I clearly see there's a difference between the groups of men and women, just like people, super straight people, see a difference between trans people and uh, non-trans people. The fact that they see a difference doesn't mean there's a bigoted thing there. For it to be bigoted, it takes something else. It takes some kind of they're less than or less good or like less than people is like the best standard I have to judge 
uh, racism or bigotry in that real sense is that if you think they're less than people or a less lesser kind of person, that's a good way to show that, yes, you're definitely bigoted or transphobic. But if you think they're the exact same like level of people and should have all the same rights and stuff, you just don't want to date them. That's perfectly fine. Like, obviously, I'm not judging James because he has a very funny nose and I don't want to date him because of his funny nose. It's just I, I have no uh, inkling to 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 like restrict or negate or be bigoted towards anyone who's like James. Like, so the fact that you don't want to date someone doesn't say anything towards transphobia like obviously there can still be transphobia there maybe i just hate all jameses and, and can't stand jameses but you couldn't make the leaf that's saying ah the super straight movement doesn't want to date trans therefore they're transphobic um, when many of them many of the people who do support the super straight movement have nothing to do with transphobia they're just doing it as a critique of the lgbt community like do you do you reject that there are at least many people who are using the super straight movement specifically for just that only that purpose um no do you know why? Because what? you can just critique woke ideology without adopting this movement. Why did you specifically pick this one? It's funny. What it was? It's. I mean, what, do you think so, the attack so, helicopter joke is funny? Even if you thought it was funny five years ago, it's gotta be getting old now, dude. Come on. Uh, well, it's funny because it's adopting like the same reason the spaghetti monster, as you mentioned, we both use that example because it's a great example. Uh, we're taking a parody of the movement which is an, an internal critique. We're taking their own methodology, applying it to something new, and then showing that there's a double standard there. That's why it's funny. It's the exact same thing that Monty Python does. Uh, it's, that's why it's such a beautiful, beautiful example to use if you're only trying to criticize the LGBT community or the LGBT ideology without criticizing the LGBT community as a whole. Okay, so there are a few things I wanted to get back there. One, criticizing the ideology of a community Again, this has been used. Every single social rights uh, movement has, has had to deal with this, right? I have, I have like a whole like paragraph of like of of, of a bit here that I. But why does that you. make it wrong? Like, like we criticize communism too, but that's not racist. Okay, so do you think anybody wants to be thought of as a bigot? No. How do you think a very do you think a very common tactic of legitimate people that you and me both would be uh, would consider bigots? Do you think a very common tactic of them is to stop focusing on who they hate and start focusing on what they're defending. Sure, but that doesn't mean that just because Nazis breathe doesn't mean everyone who breathes is a Nazi. Again, again, this is not, this is a false, false equivocation fallacy. How so? All right, so, all right, here we go. If you want to clip me out of context, uh, to get ready, this is the best place to do it. I don't hate trans people. I just want to protect women's spaces. I'm not anti-gay. I just, I'm just in favor of traditional marriage. I'm not anti-American. I'm pro, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm pro-American. I don't want to restrict women's bodily autonomy. I'm just pro-life. I'm not anti-science. I'm pro-religious freedom. I'm not anti-black. I'm pro-white. I just want what's best for Germany and her people. Like no, no, no hate right. movement must be thought of as such, right? It's the oldest trick in the book is to frame well, right, right, your out of something as a defense of something else. But remember, so I said that all Nazis breathe. If you breathe, you're a Nazi. So yes, obviously Nazis or racists or bigots will always use the same tactics that everyone else is using to try and blend in essentially. But that doesn't mean there's non-Nazis, non-Nazis who also use the same tactic for non-bigoted reasons. So the fact that that bigoted or racist people may use the tactic doesn't make the tactic itself racist because there can be legitimate uses of the tactic. There Just can saying be, what I say there can be, but in, this is not one of them. This I, I'm still kind of I hate circling back to things, but I'm still stuck on like the entire stated purpose of the stupid straight movement was specifically about trans people. Like that was like the central thesis of it. Right? And it's. And it's specifically. Could you read the quote again? Because he specifically said, "I don't want to be called transphobic." Is like the, the reason I did this. I don't want to be called transphobic for not. Yeah, that that has, and also like I don't want to date a trans woman. Like I don't want to date trans people. Yeah. All right. So that's the stated purpose. 
Yep. That's it has it it doesn't have nothing to do with trans people. Trans people are the entirety of its existence. That is the central unifying sole factor behind the well, super straight well, movement. Okay, and now so somehow somehow we get to weasel out of like they have nothing to do with it. I don't get it. Yeah, so so let me ask you this. If he was never called a transphobe, would super straight exist? Uh, if he would never pr- probably not, no. So it's not about the trans people, it's about the fact that he's called a transphobe. That's that's the reason. Yeah, but it still has a lot to do with like trans people, like being called a transphobe is implicitly like related to trans people. Oh yeah, sure, sure. But that's the point. The reason it was created wasn't because of trying to support bigotry against trans people. It was because he was tired of being called a transphobe. It was a defensive thing because he was being assaulted. It's not an offensive way to try and harm trans people that was invented as a a Nazi bigoted way to try to attack the trans community. It was a defensive thing because he's been called a transphobe, which I have been called one too. And so have many people I know. Yeah. All right. So let's Let's take that. So you said that the central reason is to critique. Uh, what is the exact word you used? SJW, woke ideology, trans ideology. Is yeah, there like, like specific? Uh, just the uh, creating a gender identity and having a uh, like a more significant role or someone that if you have this identity, you're more deserving of respect than other communities. All right. So that's. I, I feel like you're. There's a certain point that I think I could I could see where you're coming from, but that that seems like a straw man to me. That seems like a made up like part of your ideology that has been misunderstood and straw man to the point where like, also, could just, you explain that more? Like no one says that trans people should be above cis people. No one says that gay oh. people should be above like straight oh, absolutely, people. Absolutely. Just to clarify. Um, it's like when people say you cisgen white male, you're just a cisgen white male. Why are you speaking? No, we should have more women in this space. We don't care what you think. That's a, there's common, common criticisms posted on every single one of the anti SJW YouTube channels for like the past three years of this occurring of people being labeled a cisgen white male or transphobe or whatever. Uh, and then being demeaned and being kicked off stage or saying they shouldn't be allowed to speak because of this trait that they have. And then in their place, they're supposed to be replaced by um, brown women, Muslims, uh, anybody else, anybody in these other communities. Um, so the, it's not that they're saying that they're literally, they're worth more. It's just a de facto case that they're treated as worth more um, because they are not cisgen white males. They're LGBTQA or whatever. All right, so do you think if like, so do we agree that like no one should be like, nobody should be excluded from spaces based on their, yeah. you know, pick a, pick a characteristic. Sure. All right, so let's, sure. and let's say because of, and would we both also agree that uh, cis, white, straight men have dominated most areas of public life, at least like, uh, you sure. know, for the past of several hundred years. Sure. Okay. Okay, very good. And we also agree that as a result of if we were truly reducing the amount of racism, homophobia, transphobia, um, Islamophobia, like all that stuff, if we were truly reducing that amount of uh, the amount of that in society, then we ought to see a more diverse group of people starting sure. to make their way towards the top. Definitely, and that's what we're seeing. Okay. So do you think it's reasonable sometimes to look at like the that you know straight white cis men are still in charge in most areas of society you think it's reasonable to look at that and say like we actually just paying lip service hey you know what a really big woke critique of like rainbow capitalism is and like the all the brands putting up the black square for black lives matter it's like they they, they're doing it for lip service we don't we don't see a policy change here you say it's a good thing and then you don't actually do anything from it that's like a woke sjw critique of all these that i think you know reasonable people could agree with right Definitely. I totally agree with you. My problem is, is not noticing that there should be a change. It's that it's specifically saying you're white, you're banned. Like if you're deliberately targeting someone because of their gender identity or their race, 
and saying, you're not allowed to be here or we're gonna remove you and replace you with somebody else because they have a different gender identity or race, that's sexist and racist, uh, regardless of whether it's white or black or whatever. So my criticism isn't that um, noticing this isn't, isn't the problem, definitely not. And that there's going to be a change over time that we see like uh, more black presidents for sure and more black people in power and minorities are going to get more popular. We just had the first uh, openly transgender senator, I think. So yes, we're going to see this happen, but deliberately forcing it to happen and picking people and <laughs> taking them out by force because of their gender or sexual identity or race is itself sexist or racist. So that's the problem. The specifically removing or degrading people because of theirs are the people I'm criticizing, not just- Can, I, can I touch on that, like the forcing it to happen? You know, like, like for example, the, uh, the trans health secretary, a lot of people said that she was only picked because she's trans and they wanted to diversion signal. So when you have, so in this conversation, it's very, very, very common. Anytime you see a minority uh, of any a group get into a position of power, it must have been only because they were that minority. So this line of thinking that you know, uh, you know, if uh, you know, we're gonna the only way for minorities to get in power is for them to be forced there because they're minorities, and this is an attack on uh, white men. This is an attack on straight people. Like, do you see how like that kind of feeds into the actual legitimate racism, not only of the past, but can also develop like a post hoc rationalization of like current racism today. Sure. What is, I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's totally wrong to say that they've just been put into power. If, unless there's specifically a policy that like mandates a set number of women or something, then yeah, if they've just were hired because of their skills, then clearly it would be wrong to try and label them. They were just put in there because of their sexual identity or whatever. It's equally as racist or bigoted or sexist to say that for sure. Uh, all right. I have a meta-analysis of a study, but I think it's getting a little bit off topic. Do you want me to bring it up or you want to try to circle back around? Sure, I don't care. All right, so let's so uh, there's a meta analysis going around that people with black sounding names are a lot less likely to be hired, uh, a lot like less, less, a lot I've less likely. Definitely. Yeah, the, the meta analysis, not just the, uh, the yep. Jamal study. Yep. Yeah, so what is the solution here? Like, if people are whether they're unconsciously uh, bigoted or not, like it does, like remove even if the they names. are, remove the names of resumes. Yeah, just remove the names. Okay. Maybe that is maybe that's the thing, but I think names are kind of a little bit important for resumes. Like it's an identifying factor, but well, I don't know. Hey, maybe that's that's an idea I haven't thought of. Maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah. But, so so one of the solutions proposed, I think it was actually in the meta analysis or a response to the meta analysis. If you remove the names, replace them with numbers or something, temporary numbers during the hiring process, and then once they're hired, you can put their names in and put all the identifying marks in. It would eliminate any of the racist factors. Kind of. But like, it, yeah, but it doesn't point. But it doesn't fix the racist factors, right? The whole the whole point of that study was see are people still racist, and if people are still racist in society, if they still think of black people uh, as lower than the rest of people, like maybe there needs to be a little bit of unbalancing. Like you don't balance yeah, that's, that's a scale with, the, with the, more balance, right? Well, the solution is to gradually change the neuroplastic social thing in your brain over time. And to do that, if you make sure that they are hired at an equal rate and they have equal opportunity so that you remove the racist factors in just the hiring stage, and then they occupy more uh, positions of power, more positions of employment, then gradually over time that uh, bias in people will change. So as long as you give them equal opportunity by like taking those things, just removing the name or whatever, and then they get all of the proportionate amount of jobs that they- Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, to, to bring it back to this topic, okay, I love me some neuroplasticity. What if as a society, if we want to reduce the amount of transphobia, what if we try to, to weed out and phase out the language that trans women are not real women? Because you know, you're not a real woman unless you hit these biological characteristics. What if as a society, we work to push like this language out of the, uh, the public zeitgeist? Would that be a, a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. But it wouldn't be a good thing to punish people if they don't do it. So if you're saying it would be better if you phrased it this way, 
And like that, that should be the thing you would ask the guy who did it. Like, should you have phrased it this way? Like, because that way many people can interpret to be transphobic, even if you may have not have intended it that way. Would you agree this would have been a better way to phrase it? And he's like, probably like, yes, my apologies. This is a better way to phrase it. So what if he didn't change that? What if he says, well, then, like, you no, could, like, then you could start to infer maybe he's transphobic. Maybe he's deliberately saying it this way. But as long as you say, you know what, here's a better way to phrase it that is less offensive, that doesn't hurt us as much. And uh could you have said it differently? And if he agrees with that, or if he says, no, no, that's stupid, you're not real women, then obviously that would be transphobic. But if he acknowledges it, even if he does it in future by accident, just because it's part of ingrained language, as long as he acknowledges it in the moment and says, yes, I realize that you could interpret it this way, here is a better way to phrase it, it would be better to not interpret him as transphobic. Okay. So I want to I point, just the last thing that I disagree, that I actually want to point out something that I definitely agree with you that I think is actually very good for public discourse going forward. Start with the disagreement, that way we can end up the positive one. So the disagreement is, I don't think it's more reasonable to say that not he wasn't being transphobic when he was saying like, oh, a real, you know, trans women aren't real women. I think that's common enough. I think it's more reasonable to assume that he knows that that's a transphobic attack. To me, that makes way more sense than no, um, you know, he, because this is obviously a very young kid. He's heard about trans issues, especially if it's like something that he's chosen to make, uh, a topic he's chosen to make a video on like he knows about this like if he's been accused of transphobia it's reasonable to assume that someone has already explained why the things he's saying are transphobic to me that's more reasonable and mm -hmm. uh, so but the thing I, I do agree on something that i think that's everyone is and again this is a criticism i would have of, of my side we need to start pointing out points and uh like attacking arguments attacking sentences rather than attacking people so is he transphobic I don't know. It's kind of shitty to like, uh, and if, if, if he is, is it okay to like diagnose him purely as transphobic, irredeemable? I don't think that's okay. I don't, I don't think that will help make things better. I do think that we need to put more emphasis on like, is that statement transphobic? And that way, yes, like that's up on the table. We don't have to attack this person's character. That statement is transphobic in this context. I think that is a, a much more healthy version to go forward with public discourse. So that I definitely agree with you. And I wish we could do that more often uh, in conversations, perhaps like this, although who has time uh, and the amount and alcohol to sit down for an hour and a half for, uh, to Zoom, for Zoom calls about topics, right? For sure. Definitely. I, I would agree that we should uh, approach it in a topic where we can talk to people about how it's transphobic, but I think it would be wrong to label the statement itself as transphobic for the exact reason I stated before. Like people could say it and not mean anything transphobic by it. So even though it, it hurts you and they don't realize it, you shouldn't label them as transphobic. You shouldn't demean them as people or, or label them something that could get them fired. You should say, uh, here'd be a better way to phrase it. Please try to do that in future. And if you just do that for long enough, eventually the society will change without ever having to label anybody some demeaning derogatory label. Okay. And now the only issue I have with that is that if that is not being applied to the, the woke side, the SJW side, it is a losing strategy to adopt that good faith policy. That's the, whole, the whole worst part. about. Wait, what do you mean not, not, if it's not applied to the SJW community? So that's the worst part about public discourse is if you're cheating by being super bad faith, then I'm just going to lose if I don't also cheat. And that's the perception from both sides. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. And so when we see a lot of the, uh, the, super, the super straight memes and they're constantly making up straw men to attack, they're constantly being incredibly derogatory. Again, one of those accounts like directly encouraged uh, trans people to commit suicide. That was a direct quote. I, you're going to have to take my word for that because that account was suspended and I was dumb enough not to like get a screenshot of it. But to me, these are these people are not offering good faith criticism of uh, the thing that you're talking about. They're not offering good faith criticism of trans ideology. And a lot of like that language saying like, oh, 
I don't hate trans people. I just hate trans ideology. That's an obfuscation of, of basically saying, I just hate the thing that lets you be trans in society. It's like, I don't hate gay people. I hate the gay lifestyles. Like, oh, so you hate the thing that lets me be gay, which is like openly being gay. Uh, to me, that's just a, on its face, a ridiculous. And because it's so commonly used, it's more reasonable for me to interpret that as a bad faith obfuscation of true bigotry than it is for a reasonable, like, oh, you know, I just don't, I wouldn't, I would call someone homophobic if they said, like, I don't hate gay people. I just think gay sex is weird and you shouldn't do it. Like, that's, I'm not going to interpret that in good faith. Uh, just like I, uh, if someone says, you know, I don't, I don't want to date trans women because I don't think they're real women. That's the part I think is, is okay. Like, that's, that's transphobic. If you, but if you say, like, no, I am just super in to this genital. Like, I love the things it does, love the shape, love the mouthfeel. All those things are, like, the best things for me. Uh, and I want to partner with all those things. Like, that's way more reasonable. Um, but I think in a lot of these, the super straight movement itself, it's infected and it is dominated. I don't know what, I think it had that, the origin in the, uh, the transphobia, but it's modern iteration is 100% only attacking trans people. That's all it does for, for a movement that has nothing to do with trans people. Most of the feed is, is attacking trans people. So well, I think that's the major difference. As you said, you, you, in your experience, it's mostly used in a more transphobic way. Whereas in my experience, it's almost never used in a transphobic way. Everyone using this is specifically criticizing the adopting a gender identity kind of a thing because they think it's more psychological and not a real thing in the world, which is how in the context they use real in most of these cases has nothing to do with uh, transphobia. It's just about usually biological facts. So in, Ooh, in the communities I, I'm a part of, it's usually I'm, the opposite is the case. It's never used as a transphobic thing. Many of the people I know are trans. Uh, uh, this is actually a great clarifying question. Do you think social constructs are real? Uh, by my definition of real, I would say no. I'd say they're to me they're un, yeah to me they're undeniably real. Well, yeah, I think that's the major difference here is that when people in my community use the term real, they're usually talking about non-imaginary, non-psychological something. And but to me, like the our, our reality is interpreted based on our perceptions, and so if we perceive something as real for all intents and purposes, it is. Like, well, I think that's that's another big part of the difference is that when I say real, I mean things that are true independent of imagination. If we never existed, it's still going to be true, kind of a thing. Okay, do you think language is real? No, imaginary. It, it, okay, but we are certainly getting a lot of utility out of it. Yeah, I mean, we get utility out of tons of imaginary things. Math is imaginary, logic is imaginary, uh, epistemology, science are imaginary. All those things are social constructs in our brains. They're just imaginary things. Real things are like particles, atoms, genes, cells, stars, black yeah, but holes. No, you know, are, language, yeah, but you know, like language processing centers, there are real, you know, molecular and uh, genetic components that uh, facilitate themselves like with these social constructs. So the language processing center in our brain, these are real neural, uh, neural connections. These are real neurotransmitters being sent. And that is language. Like the words coming out of your mouth are uh, in, interacting with real sensors in my ear. Uh, that's being sent to the auditory centers in my brain. All those things are real. So. Yes, the interactions in the brain are real, but the thing itself, language itself is not real. Uh, it it is a particular kind of a pattern that is shared across brains, but that particular pattern isn't itself language. Language is an abstract concept. The abstract concept doesn't exist, even though that abstract concept is instantiated in certain kinds of neurological patterns. James, did you see the conversation going here? Did you predict that? <laughs> going to jump into Q&A, gentlemen, and so I want to remind you, if you guys are ready for it. I can give you guys more time if you'd like, but I do want to remind you, since I've cut in already, our guests are linked in the description, folks. And even if you're listening via podcast, which you guys, we are excited. We are on virtually every major podcast. And so if you're listening to Modern Day Debate via podcast, you can find our guest links in the description box there as well. And so, gentlemen, if you'd like, would you like more time? 
Yes, I want to discuss the Santa thing. Like, uh, I'm I'm skeptical of the Santa thing. Mm. Yeah, uh, look look there. That's the average Santa denier. This is the average believer. You got it. We are really excited, you guys. We are going to jump into all of these questions, and so we appreciate them. First up, Steven Steen, nasty guy, had to make an appearance. He says, Jangles looks very sensitive and huggable. Is that true? Would you would you say you're sensitive and huggable? Yeah, very much so. I went outside for nine seconds today and got a sunburn. I, I do like hugs. Very soft. Very, very nice. Well, next up, thank you. Raven Zero says, that chair has spoken tom how is your chair it looks great sweaty it's really hot right now because it's starting to all the snow is melted in minnesota oh that clamshell chair we love it raven zero or wait, sunflower says jangles no one actually identifies as an attack helicopter there are people who are only attracted to cis people whether you like it or not I'm very much aware of that. I just wish they would stop like pretending that super straight is like a real sexuality. It's the whole like, if we know you're memeing, if we know you're not sincere, your entire point is illegitimate. We can just say, you've stated outright that you're lying. Like, so like the whole, well, you have to take me seriously. Not if you yourself, like I can point to you saying that this, you're not taking this seriously. Like I, I can just. I Isn't that an appeal to motive fallacy? Because if I say one plus one equals two and I'm lying, I mean, the statement is true or false independent of the intentionality, isn't it? No, it's saying that, like, um, I am making up something about myself, and then now you have to treat me that way. Like, that's, I just heard you lie about, I just told, heard you state the intention that you were specifically lying, so I can just point to that and say, like, hey, you're lying about what you, what you say you are. Like, if you lie about being a congressman or lie about being, a, I don't know, a scientist, whatever, and then, like, you expect to be treated as a scientist, I can just point, I don't have to, like, disprove you being a whatever. I just have to point to you saying, like, Hey, there's evidence of like, you said you were lying about this. I could just point to that. I don't have to engage with your like identity at all. I can point to you lying about it. And that's the reputation. Gotcha. This next one coming in from James Collins. Thanks, James says, super straight is the most attacked and most vulnerable. Yeah, I know all those <sighs> back in the eighties, the super straights just dying of this new disease. They were just like let, left to die because the public didn't care about them and almost actively pursued by very super phobic members in Congress. And you know how like like there's a there's a super straight panic defense. Like if you're if you are you know, doing a sex with a person and you find out that they're a super straight, it's actually legal to kill them. Definitely. Gotcha. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm moment of silence for all the super straights in their oppression. Next up, Turbo says Jangles fancies bigger men the georgia shooter let's see sometimes i don't get to read these so i'm fancied asian women jangles is it okay for people to have sexual prejudices or kinks for people based on particular traits like height race or sex yeah i said that in my opening statement it's okay to have a type absolutely all right all right here's here's the thing i I'm just usually, you know, I like bigger guys, you know, super gay, a lot of my big hairy men, I, all that stuff is great. But I've actually, you know, dated and, and enjoyed company with like a lot of like uh, skinny guys. Um, if I just said like, but if I were to phrase that like, uh, I don't like skinny guys, I don't like these weak little prissy dudes like that I could like snap their wrist with a, with a blink. 
wait a second, that's that's not the same thing. It almost sounds like you have like some kind of like deep hatred of skinny guys, and it's reasonable to assume that based on the stated reasons as to why you don't want to date them. So, yeah, it's okay to have types, but you sh it's often worth examining why if there's an entire class of people that you have just taken off the board that would normally fall within your sexual orientation, it's worth examining why that's the case. That's all we're saying. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Adam Friended gives big smiles. Thank you for that, Adam. You guys know, you each know Adam, right? Uh, I've, I've debunked him on a few debates. I haven't <laughs> known him for a while since he blocks me. Sunflower says, Jangles, you keep bringing up Kyle Royce. Do you remember when you simultaneously advocated for white fragility while disavowing the book that Robin D'Angelo wrote? Oh, you got me there. I definitely only talked about Kyle Royce in here. I didn't bring up any other concepts or analogies whatsoever. Excellent false equivalency. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Gotcha. This one coming in from Full Monterey says, appreciate your work so much, James. Thank you to the debaters, T-Jump and Jangles too. And we couldn't agree more, folks. We appreciate the speakers and they are linked in the description, including if you're listening via podcast. Nikolai says, my weekly tithe. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Next up, so we have one from, okay, that's not. Ferran Salas, thank you for your question, says, no question, but just want to throw a few bucks to support Monterey Debate. Thanks so much for your uh, support. And this one coming in from, Experiments in Prebiotic Chemistry says, Hi, T-Jump from one of your fans. Always interesting to hear you debate. Got a Thanks. fan out there, Good Tom. To see you. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Your mom made an account. Okay, Lucas Diva Tail. I mean, my chair did too, so. Oh, Tom. I love Tom. All right, next up. Does your mom not watch your debates and support you? That's just good mom stuff. Oh, well, she's super religious, so she hates me. Oh, Are you serious? Yeah, she's super, super Christian. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Amazing. Next up, Lucas Diva Tail says, By Jangle's logic, not dating women means he's a misogynist. His argumentation leaves no room for same-sex attracted men to exist and not be misogynist. You see, that's where, like, the inventing someone to get uh, mad about, that's where that comes from. Like, if I, there's no reasonable interpretation of, like, me saying that you can absolutely have an orientation, but you can have some types in that orientation. You can have an orientation. All that stuff is good. If you're, if you're straight, I guess uh, we can let you, I guess we'll let you into our clubhouse. If you're gay, that's even better, because we have better hair. Uh, if you're bisexual, I'm married to a bisexual. Bisexuals are awesome. Pansexual. And any kind of, like, uh, word that you, you get more utility describing your own sexuality if you get more utility, you think it's a better descriptor of that stuff, awesome, we're here for you. It's just, if you are wholesale, like if you are oriented towards a certain type of person, and you have wholesale rejected a certain type of that, you should examine why. If you, you know, examine, if you just wholly reject a certain type of person, and it's for a good reason, cool, you examined it, and you're confirmed. If you realize that there's, there's might be something a little bit insidious there, like if the only reason you don't date black people is because you kind of think a little bit, you know, like, they're going to be like super loud or like they're going to, there's some sort of racist trope underneath it. Maybe that's worth examining. Okay. You don't have to be a terrible person in order to go find that stuff. So. Gotcha. And thank you very much. Do appreciate it. And appreciate it from daily Rice. Says, Can we skip this debate and just have destiny blow Tom jump out of the water on this topic already. I owned destiny in our last debate. So 
Oh, did you? Okay, Stephen Steen says, I want to be in a relationship with James. Wink. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. We already knew that. We already knew that. Like what? Sigma Any says, can I just take a moment? Stephen, you're a married man. I keep telling you. Sigma Any says, can I just take a moment to say that I love human beings, full stop. Also, aliens, but that's a different story. Thank you for that. Stephen Steen follows up with, I hate aliens. They're the worst. And Alex Quahok, let me know if I pronounced it right, says Super Straight SS is a reactionary fascist movement started by racist transphobes from the internet. Why you think they they all showed up at once on the same, like basically, a, yeah, is it fair to say it kind of like exploded one day on Twitter I saw. So it's a genetic fallacy. Even if it was started by like a literal SS Nazi guy, that wouldn't change the fact that there's a legitimate sentiment that it expresses that the like anti-SGW community it latches onto, and they're not like racist transphobe for the most part. Even I, I would disagree with Jengles on that part. I think most of them are not transphobic. They just don't like the ideology in general, and using the an internal critique to use the same methodology is a legitimate form of criticism, regardless of the origin. Like Nazis invented helicopters. Not everyone who uses helicopters is a Nazi. Okay, I, I, I would examine your use of the genetic fallacy because I don't think you're using it correctly. But next, yeah, this one coming in from Dakashindensi. Thank you for your question. Said, dumb question. Uh, why? That's what they said. They said, I guess the dumb question is, quote unquote, why is, quote, I don't want to date trans women, transphobic or biased, if I have a genital preference slash I want biological children, quote-unquote, is not. I, is that addressing me, I guess? I what was uh, the question? Yeah. Uh, I, it's absolutely not uh, transphobic. If you have a genital preference, if you want to have if, if you want to have biological kids that have your DNA, no, it's not transphobic at all. That's what we said from the beginning. Maybe you should start engaging with real people with real opinions instead of, like, inventing a person in your head to get mad about Gotcha. Yeah, I'm confused by the fact that they called their own question dumb. <laughs> so I can't tell if they're who they're trying to target, uh, if they're being ironic or not. Mecha Wing Zero though says, "Isn't it cool how the super straight colors are orange and black, like a calico cat? Since calico cats are nearly always female, you need two chromosomes to get that color combination." Yeah, I mean. They specifically chose those colors to be like the colors of Grindr and Pornhub to make it more funny. You serious? Yep. Wow. Next why is up. Orange, like the sexy color. Like, why is orange and black? Like, Pornhub. It's all Pornhub. Pornhub oh. adopted those colors, and now there's a social uh, attach attachment or addiction to those colors being associated with sex, probably. Uh, cool. Oh. Leave it to Tom. And next up, Will Stewart says, Jangles, do you think the theological view, do you think the theological view, point of quote unquote sin, is transphobic or homophobic? If so, why? The concept of sin has zero partiality. I'm guessing if, like, if you believe it's a sin to be homosexual, uh, does that make the, the, con the theological concept of sin homophobic? Did I interpret that correctly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's asking, like, the Bible says gay marriage is wrong and you should stone them. Is that homophobic? I'd say yes, probably. Yeah. 
Like that's pretty homophobic. Like the, maybe the concept of sin isn't bad because I I all right. I actually have the best uh, ideological platform. No one could beat mine. Okay. I want good things to happen because I like good things. I don't want bad things to happen because I like bad things. And if like that that I don't like bad things, if that stems from like a theological or not theological, but like. Oh, I forgot the word for it. If that stems from like the broader concept of sin, no, I don't think sin is inherently a bad thing. But I also don't like it when you can just like point to something that you do not have to prove and say that, well, actually, uh, that's wrong because uh, they say it is. And it really, really uh, bothers me when I have all this like scientific, uh, all these scientific resources, like dozens upon dozens of scientific sources supporting the scientific validity of trans identities. And yet they say, well, like, well you're just making stuff up. You know, that's what trans ideology is, is you're just making stuff up, I'm making stuff up. But I'm just I have, you know, 40 something citations saying otherwise, uh, I, I guess that was the biggest. I should have brought that up in the debate. Gotcha. And just some guy says super straight is the world's oldest and most prosperous sexuality. What are you talking about, Jangles? It's completely real. Nope. Asexual reproduction is the most prosperous and oldest sexuality. Next up, Lucas DiMatteo says, Jangles, were you born? Let's see. More of it. We want to encourage you folks to insult the arguments or no, attack it, the arguments do it, do it, do it. rather than the guests. And it's not even that it. bad. So, I can take it. So they say, Jangles, were you born sanctimonious or was it work? It was a lot of work. Oh my goodness, like putting in the time every single day, all right? You aren't born with this level of like snide condescension. You aren't born with this level of unearned go, all right? You have to work at it. You got to put in that grind every single day. Thank you. And do want to encourage you out there, folks, though. Friendly reminder in the chat, we do want to encourage you to attack the arguments rather than the people. We do appreciate our guests a lot. And Ozian says, is it reasonable to create a new sexual orientation in response to the new diversity of sexual orientations? The diversity promotes subsets. Is it okay to differentiate publicly the gender that you prefer? Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I said it a little bit earlier and I'm not faulting the person for not having heard me say this, but like, yeah, as we, uh, as we are more open to explore different sexualities, I think as long as you can gain utility from describing your sexuality in a different way, yeah, it's worth including that in the conversation. And since language is not just a, I'm introducing this and therefore it's a real word, if enough people pick up on that word and it starts to become adopted by more and more people, I think it's perfectly healthy. It gives us more words to describe more different things. Uh, it's the exact opposite of 1984. Uh, we're getting more words to have better, like more uh, detailed conversations yeah I think it can be a, a very very healthy uh, thing the only issue with super straight is it doesn't do that it doesn't give us more utility uh, it actually almost takes away utility and as well as you know you can call it a genetic fallacy if you want but stated purposes are not genetic fallacies it's it's transphobic the higher evolutionary says jangles if I announce that I'm not attracted to other straight males does that mean that I'm straight male-phobic and against straight rights? Definitely, yes. And you'll see, if you go back and watch this debate, um, me saying yes to that question is completely consistent with my entire line of arguing. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't want to have sex with a group of people, you actually hate that group of people. And you can see, just based on my previous conversation, that that's exactly what I meant. No, of course not. It's why, all right? Like, if you think it's like, Again, if, you, if there's a group of people who you do not want to do a sex with because you think that there's something wrong with them and it would gross you out to do so, it might be look work, It might be worth looking into why. That's it, all right? 
Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. Just some guy says, I meant human sexuality. I'm well, going back to the super straight. Like super straight is like the most common. I think that's what he's talking about. Is that him? Yes, you're right. Yep. Com most common and oldest. I mean, like, sex has felt good for a long time. I, I, I hear, all right. I haven't had sex yet. Maybe one day when I get to have sex, it'll it'll be as awesome as I imagine. But from what I hear, like sex is just super awesome, all right. And people have been doing it in all sorts of fun, different ways, like for the entirety of like human like the human experience. Yeah, uh, uh, a man with it, with the uh, the pointy bit and the woman, like they that's the most common. But that's it's by no means like the only one. Because again, sex is awesome. And I would actually wager that actually just uh, self pleasure is far more common. Next up, I vo says. Because of TikTok. You know what? I agree. Because of TikTok. And Courtney Cole has some words for you, Tom Jump. Courtney says, Tom Jump said Jangles shouldn't assume that people are transphobic. But why is Tom Jump automatically assuming that these people aren't transphobic? Anyways, Squad W Vosh Rad. Uh, well, you should always assume someone's innocent until proven guilty and not the other way around. But there's good reason to assume they're not transphobic because typically the word real when used in this context refers to empirical facts rather than psychological facts, which is a very common, like pretty much universal thing in, in the communities I'm a part of. Real means empirical and conceptual means imaginary. So it's it's an extremely reasonable interpretation to think that when someone says real woman they just mean some empirical fact about them that makes them a real woman rather than some kind of transphobic or bigoted underlying psychology there it's just yeah. the more reasonable interpretation given what my community is like and given that i'm not familiar with a lot of the empirical data supporting the validity of trans identities and the empirical data actually points to the trans person they are who they say they are there's more way more empirical data to support that because again that has way more utility in social context and therefore it's what we usually use we don't look at chromosomes when we determine someone's sex we go by like a presentation uh, our assumptions based on that presentation and when in doubt self-identifications and so the uh, empirical data kind of supports my side the biological contributions to gender identity are actually pretty well uh, they're not well studied but all the the preponderance of research at least in the early stages point towards that being empirically supported and i think it's more reasonable considering that this now, this is a lot of assumptions we have to do some inductive reasoning of course that i can't see into his head considering that he's young considering that he's at least somewhat tangentially familiar with the topic of trans issues i think it's very reasonable it's much more reasonable to assume that because he said that trans women are not real women that he meant it in a derogatory way because when you say a trans woman is not a real woman that is a derogatory sentence toward that person it doesn't have to be the most hateful thing ever for it to be derogatory right so we don't want to set the bar like oh you still treat them as a person like well who cares that's that's not the bar we need to set we don't want to trip over that okay Gotcha. And this one comes in from A. Yo says, you don't determine others' reasons for consent if someone says they don't consent to having relations with a trans person. That's their choice. I, you know what? I agree. You don't have to have sex with anyone you don't want to. What I want you to ask yourself is, why do you think that anyone disagrees with that statement? Do you legitimately think that people say that if you don't want to have sex with someone, Actually, you should have to if they want you to. Do you think that is that sounds very woke? Do you think that sounds very, like, progressive? Why have you invented this person to be mad about online? Why is that – do you think that this is a healthy conversation? Maybe actually talk with somebody. Like, talk to them face-to-face. -face. Get in Discord. Get in a Zoom call and actually see what they actually think because I promise 
uh, as fun as it is and as easy as it is to make up a straw man to attack that, I'm sure you'll have way better ideas and opinions if you actually talk to real people. Joshua yeah. Larson, thanks for your question, says, I don't have anything nice to say because I don't have, or he said, I don't have anything to say because I don't have anything nice to say. Love ya. Thanks for your kind words. Soldier of Science says, Jangles, I prefer brunettes. It doesn't make me blonde phobic. Just saying. I guess you already addressed this, but had to read it. Let me know, Soldier of Science, if you hadn't heard uh, Jangles' response to like the idea of types versus... But uh, Silver Harlow says, You can choose not to date someone for any reason at any time as long as you don't treat people you don't want to date as lesser would both sides agree yeah i'd agree even like if you don't want to date black people because you just don't like black people and are genuinely racist i still think it's wrong to call you racist because you choose not to date them uh as long as you don't treat them badly in any other context i think that's perfectly fine yeah okay so actually i agree with that somewhat if you are a legit to the T, we have scientifically uh, determined that you are a racist and that is the reason that you don't want to date black people i still don't think you should have to date them that's that is like the most extreme version. There's never a scenario where you have to date or have sex with somebody, even the most extreme examples. However, I don't I don't think it's realistic to say that if you have racist motivations towards not dating somebody, that those racist motivations aren't going to manifest themselves in other areas of your life. I think it's very unlikely that those beliefs are going to be quarantined to this very narrow topic of who you personally have sex with. Next up, Ayo says, people saying super straight is homophobic really don't know about super gay and super lesbian. Oh, uh, yeah, they're, they're transphobic as well. Easy. Next. Oh, easy. Next up, Will Stewart strikes again. He says, so Tom Jump and Jangles, if sin is inherently homophobic and transphobic, does being a Christian inherently make you so as well? No, there's progressive Christianity who just rejects those as being uh, not literal statements and they were just misinterpreted or uh, wrong or just human error thing. So there's lots of versions of Christianity that don't include those in the progressive versions. Yeah, absolutely agree. Next up, James SC says, male and female are the labels for the two major clusters of outcomes of the human sexual differentiation process. T-Jump and Jangles agree or disagree? You can use it in that way. It depends on your context. So I think that words have usages, not objective meanings. So like I use the word atheist to mean uh, no reason to believe in a God, whereas Steve McRae uses it to mean absolutely does not believe in a God. There's no correct or incorrect. It's just how you use it. And I think it's wrong to try to force someone else to use your usage. I think I, think I agree, but James, would you uh, mind repeating it for me, please? I'd be happy to. They said... Male and female are the labels for the two major clusters of outcomes of the human sexual differentiation process. Sure, definitely. Gotcha. And this one, coming in from, do appreciate your question, James S.C. says, male and... Pilgrim says, why is super straight different from super gay or super trans? People who are strictly another sexuality, but super straight is wrong. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, it, it isn't. All of them, super gay, super straight, super, uh, what are the rest of them? Um, doesn't matter. All of them, they are designed for the same exact purpose. All of them are equally, equally transphobic. 
Like, um, so yes, yeah, super gay. Like, I'm only attracted uh, to say that I'm only attracted to other cis men. No, that's transphobic. You're exclude. You have developed a sexuality in order to exclusively target a type of person that you do not want to have sex with. When a per- other one perfectly encapsulated that. So all of them are equally transphobic. Hey, that's equality there, baby. You can be just as shitty as a gay person as you can be as a straight person. Either one of those have anything to do with loving or hating trans people, baby. Next up, Code 5601 says, is the super straight movement more proof that TikTok is an abomination and should be excised from the internet? That is out on that one. Tom, do you have a TikTok? Uh, nope, I don't. I have never had a TikTok account, so I can't really comment. Gotcha. And Grim says, super straight have been expected when the meaning of straight was changed? When I would ask this person when the meaning of straight was changed. Then they say straight was slang for heterosexuality, which is attraction to the opposite sex. Um, this that might be uh, so. When we say attraction to the opposite sex, how do you define sex? Do you define it as chromosomes? Do you define it as gametes? Because a lot of uh, binary-seeking individuals say that no. Biological sex, that's the only determining factor, is either gametes or chromosomes. And so there's no such thing as attraction to sex. What you're attracted to is gender. And gender is largely socially constructed. I mean, of course, there's definitely a genetic component to it, but you're attracted to largely secondary sex characteristics. So well, that's not actually correct, because attraction doesn't necessarily mean physical, physical attraction. You can be attracted to a personality or an identity or a wealth, someone who has lots of money. You can be attracted to people for other reasons. So if they oh, have uh, some property 100%. in them, that you find more attractive, like they are a biological woman. You can be attracted to that. Oh, of course. But the, there's there's literally no way to be attracted to chromosomes or gametes. We cannot sense those. Those are not right. uh, available to us. And so if you agree that biological sex is those things and we are not attracted to those because we cannot perceive them, and so you cannot be attracted to biological sex, you are attracted to your perception. And that perception is going to be heavily influenced by what you know about other people. Yeah, absolutely. All of our attraction is based on perception. We can't ever know anything about technically yeah, the other person and therefore gender the way we've just uh, defined gender is a far more you're attracted to other genders that's a far more accurate uh terminology for it so well no you can literally say i'm attracted or i find people who are biological women more attractive psychologically that makes me feel better that's perfectly reasonable i mean it could be perfectly reasonable sure but you still don't aren't attracted to their sex you're still you're attracted to what your your perception is you're attracted to like secondary sex characteristics or uh, knowledge or, or like uh, and again I think it's worth looking into if you find out someone is trans and you were completely attracted to them for the entire time and you find this information out I think it would be worth looking into well why is, did the attraction stop do you have a visceral gut negative reaction towards the idea of being intimate with a trans person gotcha this question comes in from Raven Zero who said James said super what Troid. Next up, thank you very that was much. A roller, that was a roller coaster. What? Next, this one comes in from the Hank report. Says thanks for the stream. Amazing. Do appreciate that. Hope you're doing well, Hank. Courtney Cole says, can someone explain why the argument gay marriage makes me uncomfortable is or is not homophobic? I know the analogy was briefly brought up before, but I never remember that being answered. Cool. So, 
this is something I think we need to, we as like lefties need to do a much better job of. Yeah, if you are uncomfortable with the idea of two men or two uh, women living together and being married together, if that idea makes you uncomfortable, that is homophobic. There's something you have against gay people. You don't see them as, as legitimate. You don't see them as, as worthy of being married. That does not mean you're a terrible person. That doesn't mean you want to throw gay people off of rooftops. Like there is not this binary of bigotry that we seem to like uh, talk about. Like you can be a tiny little bit bigoted. Most people are about most things. I have a lot of internalized homophobia. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, and like being told for my entire life that gay people are gross and terrible, and that you know, even though I am gay and happily married to a man and have been for, you know, I've been with him for like uh, close to nine years at this point, there's still a lot of that internalized homophobia that I'm still getting over. And so to say that like, no, if you have a little, that is homophobic. Absolutely, it is. That doesn't mean that you are a terrible person or that you hate people. All right, it's just something that if you really care about like liking people if your stated principles is like treating everybody equally making sure everybody has the best shot in life making sure everybody can maximize their happiness it might be worth spending a little bit of time looking into that if that's something that's uh, you see as like uh that's going to come up again in your life gotcha and this question comes in from will stewart he says for both how can you be a quote-unquote christian if you reject the theology if you reject one part of the text as false, doesn't that make all of it false? Most Christians reject most parts of the Bible and call it uh, not literal. So th that would make most Christians not Christians, which I'm happy with, but it just depends on your definition of Christianity. Yeah, I consider Christianity to be a collection of social beliefs. Like, I don't consider, like, the Bible or anything. I don't believe in God either. I don't think there's any objective word there. However, if a uh, Christian is a label uh, that you think describes your ideology, and if you get a lot of utility and, and use out of it, I think that's perfectly healthy. Absolutely. Like, you're no less a Christian than someone else because uh, you're just interpreting the things as, as you best see fit. James Labrado. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. James Labrado said, Jangles. There's a difference between bias and racism slash phobia. You seem to assent to this, so I'm confused about your position. Why is it that all people who dislike trans, gay, etc. are transphobic? It's not the same as race. I know, obviously that's different than race. I'll say this, maybe I'm just terrible at this. So I thought I'd, I'll say it again. There could be reasons, legitimate reasons, for just not wanting to date somebody or not wanting to be in a relationship with somebody. All those could be incredibly, uh, you know, those can be very legitimate. If you do not want to date a certain type of person, that could be legitimate. But however, that can look a lot like someone who doesn't want to date that type of person because they are legitimately disgusted by that type of person and want harm to come on to them. All right, so it's not an automatic thing. All right, if you do not want to date a trans person because you have certain general preferences or you want to have biological children um that is perfectly legitimate or maybe there are like certain body shapes that you just don't usually don't see in trans women i don't know maybe there's there's something uh there can't force you to be attracted to somebody however if you don't want to date trans people because you think that they are disgusting you think that they're actually men and you think that you would have to be gay in order to date a trans person actually this is a question i am so sorry t-jump do you know who buck angel is nope okay oh you know you do know who blair white is Yep. Do you think that if uh, a straight person was attracted to Blair White, that that would make them gay? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't thought about it. And to me, it's a not very obvious no. Well, assuming that they're a straight man, yeah. Next up, we are frozen, folks. Video is frozen. Hang with us. We, we do have the audio still coming through smooth, but the uh, video is indeed 
frozen. Bear with us. We're working on it. I'm frankly baffled, but thank you very much for your question. This one comes in from James Labrado as well. Says, sorry, I meant not sexually attracted to trans slash gay, etc. Not dislike. Just had to clarify that. Okay. Yeah. Again, not being attracted is not the same as disliking. Again, that's that's perfectly fine. For anybody who was scared that us on the woke SJW side, if you just have a certain preference for like genitals and or again other reasons that are not explicitly transphobic, if you just aren't attracted to them, none of us, none of us with it, with uh, any sort of like legitimacy or none of us who opinions you should care about, none of us will call you transphobic. But if you say, if you preface it by saying like, I'm not attracted to trans men because I don't think they're real men uh, or the vice versa or something like that, um, then that's the part we're, we're talking about when we call you transphobic, not the, you want to have sex with somebody. What is a DDOS? Distributed denial of service. Somebody said, maybe that's what's happening. We got a lot of haters, folks. But it just gets us more excited about the future and say, hey, who knows? I don't know. But we do want to say, oh, Silver Harlow, thanks for your last minute question, said, T-Jump, how did you get tricked into defending the wrong side of this debate? Uh, because I think that mentality of thinking that there's a wrong side or that there's inherent like phobias, transphobia, or evil in any ideology without discounting the legitimate uses uh, or intentionalities behind it, like the one I mentioned of just criticizing certain ideologies that have nothing to do with transphobia, is a fundamental flaw with the woke community. I think that ignoring the legitimate uses of something just because racists or bigots use the same strategy is a hasty generalization fallacy, and that's one of the fundamental flaws with the woke ideology. Yeah, I think a, a very like common flaw here is to say that uh, a very common, in my opinion, cowardly obfuscation of any sort of accusation of bigotry is I'm not actually I don't hate these people. I just hate the uh, the ideology that let them have you know rights. So it's not, I don't hate gay people. I hate gay ideology. What's gay ideology? That it's okay to be gay. Oh yeah, you hate that. You hate the ideology that says it's okay to be gay. So you hate gay people, or you just you would just like them not to be gay. That's, I don't think everybody's saying that. I think we're criticizing the feminist ideology. I mean. I think many of us hate feminists in many ways too, but I think it's not about gay or LGBT or trans. It's about specifically the ideology of gender at identity and giving certain people... At some people point in the future, I want to actually talk to someone who says that they hate trans ideology or that they hate uh, gay ideology or something like that because there's no possible reason in my... There's no possible way in my mind that when they say that they don't hate gay people, they're just not lying. Like if you say you hate trans ideology, if you hate the thing... It's like the hate the sin, love the sinner thing. Like, no, if there's... If I want... Uh, if trans people are who they are... Trans people exist. Trans people are, have this identity. And you don't respect that identity. That you're attacking a core part of them. Like, imagine attacking someone's identity and expecting them to be like, oh, like, I know this is super important to you, and I hate it, and I've let it known that I hate it. But How is that different from hating Christianity but not hating the Christians? Because, well, one, I don't hate Christianity. I think it's, that's actually kind of a shitty thing to do. I think there are you know, bad ways that it could be done, but what is, like, the core ideology that you're looking at? Well, yeah, that's the point. There's a, there's a specific ideology and certain traits in that ideology you can dislike without disliking the people themselves. Like, for example, doing a hasty generalization and labeling anybody who uses a certain method, like an okay hand symbol, as saying it's racist because, oh, some Nazis did it. I, I think you only know a little bit about what a hasty generalization fallacy is because, like... That's I'm, not, I'm very familiar with fallacies. I used the genetic fallacy correctly and the hasty generalization very correctly. The genetic fallacy, you did. The hasty generalization fallacy, I don't think you used correctly at all. Like when you're pointing at like some of the core, like 
the core idea, the core reasoning behind something. If you're pointing out that the core reasoning is 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 similar in these two groups of people, that's not hasty generalization. You're not pointing us to some superficial characteristic. You're getting at the underlying thought processes, like one of like the base axioms, if you will. Like that's what you're looking at. That's not hasty generalization. That's what? pointing out legitimate similarities. Well, no, no, no. So, so that is that's exactly what a hasty generalization is. Nazis breathe, you breathe. Therefore, you're both Nazis. So, yeah, that's you, a superficial comparison. That's, right, right. So that's, that's what I'm saying. If if there is a justifiable, legitimate reason to adopt this position, which isn't transphobic, then to label the position as transphobic would necessarily be a hasty generalization, just through syllogistic form of a logical argument, because there's yeah, it, transphobic and non-transphobic reasons to adopt this. Yeah, therefore, is, you can't. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, if, if a hypothetical reason were to exist, again, we're using inductive reasoning to look at someone's thought processes, right? So if you if you can think hypothetically of a legitimate reason for this, that's that's fine. And again, if you have grown like up... Like the one I presented? Like the one you presented, but when we separate, like, is this person transphobic or is the ideology or is this idea transphobic? You don't have to come from a place of hate. If you don't think trans women are real women, that is transphobic based on our current understanding of the word. And I don't and I think it's more reasonable for the inductive reason to point to this person who says that they are transphobic in this way. Or at the very least, maybe I can rephrase that. The thing that they said, that trans women are not real women, is transphobic. That is the baseline for transphobia there. Doesn't mean he's a horrible person. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean he wants to harm trans people. But that ideology... Even if he wasn't didn't intend to that, that is the that forms the absolute base of transphobia. Everything that you think is bad about transphobia, specifically transphobia, like it would have to be specific to trans people, trans women not being women, trans men not being men, that is the base. There is nothing beneath that. That is the ground level of transphobia that everything else is built on. We will jump. We'll give Tom the last word because the super chat was challenging him. Then we got to go to this next question as Will Stewart is coming at you again. Yeah, so in philosophy, you have this thing called Hellman's razor. Never attribute malice that which can be explained by stupidity. Just the fact that the words he uses in a certain context, it's more reasonable to interpret it as just, that's just his habit of using words rather than some uh, transphobic ideology. And, and the, the context of using the hasty generalization fallacy was like saying, because super straight can be justified by a non-transphobic reason, like a criticism or an internal critique of feminist ideology, Therefore, you can't label the super straight ideology as being transphobic. Again, the origin, the genetic part of it would, make, would be ignoring the current context in which it's being used. And in this context, it's not transphobic. Therefore, it would be a hasty generalization to label the whole thing as being transphobic for everyone who adopts the ideology. Next, this one coming in from Turbo says, super straight, they're no, quoting. James, really loud, really loud, James. Wow. Oh, you're right. They're, sorry, folks. Turbo says... Quoting huge angles, I, I think, says super straights are straight. And they say, well, jangles, if a female is attracted to a male or a male is attracted to a female, does that make them straight? Uh, no, because you're trying to catch me in something that we're not attracted to biological sex, baby. We're not attracted to gametes. No, we're attracted to men and women. If you're a man attracted to other men, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what their genetics say, you gay. If you are, or at least you're bisexual. Uh, if you are a man attracted to women and you're only attracted to women, you're attracted to women. You are straight. Doesn't matter what their gametes say because you don't have access to those. Next up, this one comes in from Will Stewart. He is not letting you guys off the hook. He says, if you have a preference for a particular race, whether you own or an other, does that make you a racist? Whether your own or another. 
Like, right? Do you have a particular preference for dating a specific race, whether you're oh, or whether your own or you're right or another? Does that make you a racist? Bob, do you want to go? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you can be like attracted to a specific race of people who you're like. It's specifically as there's a psychological trait that you see people who are more similar to you in a more positive light generally, and you relate to them better just because of how our brains work. I don't think it has anything to do with racism. I guess, yeah, I think it certainly has. Um, it's certainly worth looking into. Okay, something there could be comfort, even if something is not directly malicious. If there's not evil intent behind it, it could still manifest itself as problems going in society. Like if you are not attracted to black people because you're not comfortable around black people because you didn't grow up around black people, I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, for you like to be uncomfortable with this people, uh, this perceived outsiding or group of people. However, you perceiving them as outsiders, you perceiving them as significantly different than you, and that's where the discomfort lies from. That doesn't have to be malicious to cause severe harm in society likewise if you have a you know if you want to date a certain type of uh, a person especially if they're not of your if let's say they're not not of your own race if you only want to date that type of race is that coming from some sort of like stereotype like so for example a lot of people who really like asian women uh have this idea of an asian woman in their head that they're going to be more submissive more demure tiny or easier to dominate and yeah that can be very very problematic so if you are only attracted to like your own race or a certain type a certain race i think you should look into that to see if there's something either malicious un uh, underlying your reasoning and if you but although you know maybe you won't even care at that end or if the extrapolation of the underlying principle of why you're only attracted to a certain race couldn't be applied uh to manifest itself in broader societal harm just you don't have to be evil all next of us kind of all of us kind of suck so next up ozian thank you for your question says jangles i feel like i missed a question from oz i'm gonna get back to that but they said, Jangles, this discussion about bashing a man for not wanting to date a trans woman happened on a reality television show. It happens in our society. Well, you got me there. Happened on a reality TV show. I'm, I'm owned in the, in the arena of facts and logic. If it happened once on a reality TV show, and I'm sure you're not misrepresenting the situation whatsoever, uh, then I guess I, I'm, I'm, I am owned. This one coming in from Oz. Tom Jump, what do you prefer? Hot prunettes or hot blondes? Blondes. I'm obsessed. I have like a fetish for blondes. Gross. Okay, next up. Thank you for your question. Want to remind you folks, thanks for hanging in there with us, you guys. I know that the uh, video has frozen. And so, let's see. Want to remind you folks, given that the video is frozen and you are still here, you must enjoy the audio of debates. Want to let you know we are on podcast Pull us up on your favorite podcast app right now, and that way you can listen to debates such as this one as we upload debates not long after they happen. And so hopefully that's useful to you, and that's on virtually every major podcast app. So Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Podcast Addicts, you name it. And again, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find both Tom's and Jangle's links in the description box of that podcast episode. So Thank you so much, gentlemen. It has been a true pleasure. We really do appreciate you. And so want to let you know, folks, as mentioned, they're linked in the description. And one last thank you, Tom and Jangles, for being with us. Big hand for James. Thank you for having us on. Yep, thanks so always. Thanks thank for coming on. Appreciate the conversation. It's very pleasant. It, it was pleasant. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. The pleasure was all ours, guys. I'll be back in a moment with a post-credit scene, folks. You guys, this Friday, believe me, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be epic. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell if you haven't. 
I'm telling you, this Friday is going to be the Royal Rumble of debates, and I am stoked to be collaborating with Dylan Burns TV, and you'll see, we'll talk about that in just a moment. So thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.